0: Billionaire businessman Jeffrey Epstein was arrested in New York Saturday on federal charges related to sex trafficking.
1: So there's two grand conspiracies here. The child sex trafficking conspiracy, who was responsible for that criminal operation. And there's also the conspiracy in the murder of Jeffrey Epstein. To go from being a school teacher to being a billionaire in that amount of time, he's clicked up with the financial mafia. So he's doing bad, bad, evil favors for these people. He's filming Elites such as Prince Andrew with underage girls having them photographed so he's got the goods on them I was around 18 Epstein, Andy, approximately eight other young girls, and I had sex together. So, even though she was 18 and it's not an offence, she is witnessing other minor children in this orgy with Prince Andrew. This is the worst scandal to hit the
2: royal family. Yeah. Epstein
1: first. had the paedophile island. And he also had the Lolita Express, a plane with a bed. So, it was out of any legal jurisdiction. It's flying around. He's got the victims trapped, you know, know in, the, in into the sky basically on this plane, and the girls were servicing the customers. Bill Clinton is the sexual assaulter cocaine head, rapist philanderer. He was on the Lolita Express, what was it, 26 times? Disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein has taken his own life while he was behind bars here in New York City. If Epstein had have lived, and this had have gone into the court system, all that stuff would have been looked at. That's why Epstein had to go, oh, because of the done. people that would have led to. So this is the book of contacts that was taken by the police and is in the court system as legal discovery for these cases. This How is many- a
2: very bad guy. If he's got you in his boot, all right, there's a chance you're not involved, but it isn't a good look, is it? There's There's a lot of wealthy people in here, powerful people in here. It's amazing how many. Shout out to Rob. Can you sort this podcast by saying shout out to our cameraman, shout out to our editor. These guys kill it every week. (laughs) Thank you, guys. And now, on the True Geordie podcast, we have the return of the King of Crying podcast, <laughs> Sean Atwood. Atwood. Thank you, Mitch. It's good to see you again, Sean. How you doing? L brothers. Love mm. and respect for having
1: me back mm. on. You guys lit my channel up. I had 10,000 subs. Mm-hmm. Came on True Geordie. <laughs> Got almost 300,000 subs now. It has just wow. not stopped. And it's all, it's all you. all two years. Mate.
2: It's not, we, we, we sort of pushed you in the right direction, but you smashed it, mate. So well done. Oh, I, had, I had that
1: channel for 10 years, Brian. And wow. you guys came along. <laughs> That's a thousand subs a year. That's I tell gay. you what, know, right?
2: I've got to admit, though, that, that, I appreciate <laughs> you saying that because um, we've had a few people, um, quite a lot. I like to help YouTubers who I see potential in. And we've had people from Blue Van Man, Brody. We've had all sorts of people from subs. all different... yeah. I love helping people who deserve it, and you, you deserve it, mate. So um, yes. You've done all of this research. You've even brought all these papers <laughs> with you. We're going to talk about some of the stuff you've been researching lately. I'm excited. Do you know what I really enjoyed was when Sean sat down, he had this massive stack of papers, and he just went,
3: <laughs> Side laying thing. Nobody, <laughs> nobody else does that. <laughs> this is ever. this is Sean Atwood's equivalent of a picnic. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like Sean goes oh, the starter over there, <laughs> steen, and then we'll go into We're
2: a little bit of six nine later yeah, exactly, on. Yeah, I oh, there's a
3: little of that in. Yeah. No, no, the hummus is lovely. Uh, yeah. Wild
1: man calls me the robot.
3: Yeah. Right, yes. okay Yeah, but that's just Because Wildman is so wild That anyone looks like a <laughs> for, robot for those wondering
2: we, mm-hmm. will, we will get Wildman again Because yeah. I'm going to give The people what they want But mm. there's so much Been going on On your channel I just well, want Epstein, to explore That with you Your channel's yeah. been
3: So good recently mm. I was saying to Brian The other day I enjoyed you going through Epstein's little black book And just reading so, names So, so j- we'll start
2: with Epstein mm. right? Yeah This guy Jeffrey Epstein Has been in all the papers has, uh, as, as David Icke would say A procurer Of um, victims, unfortunately, for his pals, who you and I don't have any idea why we're going to find out got sent a list of all of these people who were in his black book of contacts. Like, let's start with who is Jeffrey Epstein to start off with.
1: All right, just a little bit about how I come to Epstein then. So, on my prison questions playlist, people are constantly sending me, like, what's the latest on, you know, Weinstein or Epstein. So far, I needed to just do a video on Epstein. So I looked into it, and I'd been writing a book, "American Made," about the Clintons, mm-hmm. about our, our kind of side and all the people that the Clintons had knocked off over the years.
2: When and, you say "knocked off," yeah, do you mean like? Knock like as in, uh, you know, Frank Underwood on uh, House of Cords when he like he... knocks people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: I've, I've got the Clintons down as, uh, the Clinton crime family down as one of the most homicidal in the history of American politics. Just to be clear,
3: oh right, we are talking about Bill, Bill and, Hillary. and Hillary. yeah. Hillary.
1: There's actually a word for it, it's Arkanside. And in the dictionary, it's called the favoured method of getting rid of political enemies in the state of Arkansas. When the medical examiners explain away two bodies filled with bullets as a case of suicide, it's obvious they caught a case of Arkansas. And it gives the example Hillary Clinton threatened Barack Obama with Arkansas last Friday, or Vince Foster was found dead in Fort Macy Park.
3: Clearly, it was a case of Arkansas. So, Arkansas is uh, sort of another word for a clear murder that no one. Acknowledges is a murder. But probably the Clintons are responsible for right. it in some... Specifically them. Within
1: a conspiracy of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was led to this conclusion, writing the book America May, because it's about this pilot, Barry Seal, mm-hmm. who's a CIA cocaine smuggling pilot. Mm-hmm. He's bringing all this cocaine from Central and South America into Maine, Arkansas.
3: There was a... Tom Cruise was in the movie. Yes. Yeah.
1: So... The CIA are getting run by George H.W. Bush at this point in time and Oliver North. They are the federal people in charge of this operation, but the state police was controlled by Governor Bill Clinton, who was the governor of Arkansas at that time. Mm -hmm. So the Clinton and Bush crime families were working together to bring this cocaine into the country, and then they were sending weapons south to Nicaragua.
2: Now... Two boys were out. And just to put a bit, little bit onto that, yeah. Bill Clinton was literally, so it was George Bush Sr., the dad, yeah. then Bill Clinton, then George Bush Jr., if I'm right in thinking. Yes. So they really kept that country in the families for good, what was it, 18 years or something like that, 12 years at least. Something They've
1: like. worked together. And if you look at the last election, George H.W. Bush, Republican, actually voted for Hillary Clinton. Mm. Right. So I've started my new book out, which is called "We Are Being Lied To: The War on Drugs." Hopefully, it'll be out before Christmas, with the story of the. Put that in Christmas read. <laughs> with the story of the boys on the tracks, mm-hmm. so Don Henry and Kevin Ives uh, were out in the woods, and they saw one of these drug drops, mm-hmm. and then they were apprehended by the people protecting the drug drops, which was sanctioned by Clinton. Clinton was in charge of the security, the state police. Mm-hmm. Next day these boys are found side by side on railway tracks with a tarp over them, run over by a train. Right. So the medical examiner, Dr. Malik, who worked for Clinton, and Clinton would not kick this guy out no matter what his rulings ruled that Don Henry and Kevin Ives had smoked so much weed together, they'd gone into this psychedelic trance, lay side by side on the railway tracks. And the train had run over them. How high would you have to be to do that? It's completely impossible. They were also completely so impossible. high
3: that they considerately covered themselves in tarp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So these are on the list of Clinton body count. Remember Trump tweeted Clinton body count the other really? week yeah. over the Epstein thing? So this is how the Epstein thing links back to the Clintons. And just to give you some examples of, of Dr. Malik uh, briefly here, some of his other rulings... With the public outrage by the injustice and stonewalling of Dr. Malik, the media investigated his track record. In 1982, a man's body was found with five bullet wounds, which Malik ruled a suicide. Wow. In 1985, a North Arkansas man was fatally shot. Malik ruled it a suicide, even though the victim had four shotgun wounds to the chest. In 1986, he ruled accidental drowning in a case of a victim who had been shot in the head. When a depressed patient was found hung in the shower of a hospital, he ruled it a suicide. All this is going to tie into Epstein in a minute. When the wife sued the hospital for negligence, he changed the cause of death to an accident that had happened during a voluntary act of strangulation and masturbation Designed to increase sexual pleasure.
2: That's the asphyxi wank, isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we've all heard of it. In excess. Mm. His most far fetched ruling was that of James Milam, who Dr. Malik claimed had died from ulcer related natural causes. When Milam's skull was recovered, it was determined that he'd been decapitated with a sharp knife.
2: Must have been a really bad ulcer that yeah. to do that to him. Yeah, ulcers do develop knives. So this guy basically it seems is is being any anytime someone goes missing or something happens, he, the Clintons go, Yeah, can you uh can you do the coroner job on that and just make sure this goes away? Exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the trajectory of this extends all the way to Epstein. Right. Is
2: he Involved in Epstein, this doctor, at all? No,
1: this doctor's not. But this is their track record. If you look at Epstein now, his function Mm -hmm. for the elites, Bill Clinton, when he was governor of Arkansas, he had a similar guy he worked with called Dan Lassiter, Mm -hmm. who was a financial guy. He sold bonds, and they were washing up to $100 million a month of cocaine money through something Bill Clinton had set up called ADFA, Arkansas. And
2: when when you say washing, you mean making it legal, making it look like it's legal money. They set
1: up a company called Arkansas Development Finance Authority, ADFA, Mm. and they put this money through ADFA, and then people would apply to get loans from ADFA. Mm -hmm. To get a loan, you had to um, give Hillary Clinton's law firm $50,000 as part of the scheme, and then these loans were made out you know, huge loans, and they were never repaid. So that's how they washed the money. Mm-hmm. Right. The banks in Arkansas at this time became full of cash, and a lot of the cash was sent down to banks in Florida as mm-hmm. well. So this is how a method that Bill Clinton has employed, even prior to the time that he was president. Mm-hmm. He had a sidekick, Dan Laster. Dan Laster was handing out cocaine to underage girls, and I'm getting these testimonies from police who protected Clinton at the time, and also Larry Nichols, who worked for the Clintons. Um, in ADFA, mm-hmm. these, all these guys have blown the whistle on this. So Dan Lasseter, Clinton's sidekick, um, money laundering, he was handing out cocaine to underage girls and doing similar things to what Epstein was doing. Mm-hmm. Roger Clinton, Bill Clinton's brother, was arrested buying cocaine. And I've listened to the uh, audio of that, and he's using the N-word, and he's using the N-word all the way through it. And he's saying, you know, my brother Bill, some of this is for him. He's got a nose like a vacuum cleaner and all this stuff. He did have a weird nose. (laughs) Clinton was hospitalized because of a nasal problem.
2: Uh, Pay fever is a wonderful thing. uh, uh, He caused
1: caused damage to his nose. He was hospitalized. Hillary went down to the hospital and and told all the staff, if any of this ever gets out, nasal septum damage from cocaine abuse, it was. If any of this gets out, all your careers are going to be completely ruined. So I learned all of this from writing about these, this war on drugs series of books, and it took me to this very dark place. Clinton. And Epstein's just got all the
2: hallmarks of this Clinton methodology. Right. So he was involved with the Clintons, and, and that is sort of a, the worst kept secret at this point. At what point do we see these two worlds collide? So where and what? Just to go back a bit. Where's Epstein in all of this? How did he start his career and where did he come from? Okay, let's just briefly
1: go over Epstein's history then. So um, he was born in 1953 in New York City in Brooklyn. And his mum was a school aide and a homemaker. Mm-hmm. His dad worked for the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation as a groundskeeper and gardener. And then Jeffrey Epstein started working in September 1974 as a physics and math teacher at a private school teenagers. Now a lot of pedophiles they will try and work in the schools or get access to kids in care homes and stuff like that. He was working at this Dalton school on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Now the headmaster who hired him, and this is how incestuous this is all going to get as the conspiracy gets described more that the headmaster who hired him is Donald Barr the father of Attorney General William Barr who is presently in charge of the investigation into Epstein's death wow yeah so he was fired in 1976 from the school for poor performance now then he joined Burr Stearns so when I was a stockbroker in the 1990s in America I was with Joseph Charles and we cleared through Burr Stearns Burr Stearns was one of the powerhouse brokerage outfits but they went out of business later on because of all that um the, the loan stuff, the, the corruption and the fraud on the loan stuff. Mm-hmm. So Epstein in 1976, he is a low-level junior assistant to a floor trader. Mm-hmm. So you may have seen those old-school, uh, you know, Videos of the floor traders and stuff, it's all computerized these days.
2: Was that like when basically Wolf of Wall Street when he first walks in and they're like, You are nothing, keep dialing and all that shit?
1: Well, that's like the floor for the telesales mm-hmm. operation. That, that is mm-hmm. the floor traders are all shouting out prices and stuff like that, and the doing guys all with these the weird jackets and the, yeah. yeah, doing all these little weird yeah. hand signals. Okay, that
3: looked kind of cool at the time, it did, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he swiftly moved up to become an options trader. Now, I also uh, started trading options when I was a teenager. And when I was in the stock market, I got the license for options. And options are, if a share is going to go up 10%, mm-hmm. an option will go up 100%. Right. Or you'll lose all your money immediately. So mm-hmm. it's, it's highly geared trading. And the thing that woke me up to 9-11 was, before the planes hit the buildings and the days before, the options trading on the airline stocks and all the companies related that were gonna go down, the options trading went completely off the scale. Mm -hmm. That was headline news at the time in America. And they said, look, the only people who could have known this were the terrorists. This is a case of insider terrorist trading. These trades will be traced and we'll get these guys and it completely disappeared out the news. Mm. Years later, I'm in prison reading a David Icke book, Alice in Wonderland about 9-11. And he'd done research on it, and he found out that those trades were tracked back to an investment bank. Chairman of the M- investment bank was ex-CIA. So it was all completely linked to the CIA. Wow! And it all comes back to David. Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you David. So at that point, I knew that the game was rigged. You know, mm. people knew it was coming. Mm. There was no way those trades would have gone through otherwise. Mm. Do you think
3: some people just also got lucky and sort of... Uh- Went, oh, well, that's looking good. I'll get no, into that. Because the
1: average daily volume on these options trades, let's say it was um, 1,000 contracts for like the past five years, 1,000 yeah. contracts, it suddenly went up to like 20,000, 50,000 wow. contracts a day wow. in the preceding days, higher and higher until it happened. Wow. It was so abnormal and such a multiple, there was just no way it could have been by accident. But that's almost uh, hiding in plain sight, isn't it? What the feds did then was they went to everybody who had knowledge of those trades and deputized them all after getting statements. And what that means, if you deputize someone, if they speak to anyone else about it, they go to prison. Right. Wow. So
2: back to Epstein. Back yeah. to Epstein. Ep- Epstein's working within these places. So he's
1: learning mm. the ropes of the financial world and he's rising up fast because he's an intelligent guy. Um, give him that <laughs> in, in finance he was intelligent let's put it that way Yeah. Uh, which, which he assisted clients in recovering stolen money this is by 1981 now he formed his own consulting firm Intercontinental Assets Group he described himself as a high level bounty hunter then he started to brag to people that he was an intelligence agent now when Epstein got his first sweetheart deal, when he first got arrested for these uh, allegations and accusations, he ended up pleading guilty to soliciting prostitution with underage girls, which was the sweetheart deal. So the fact that um, they let him off the hook that time is what upset all of the victims, because they were basically labeled as prostitutes. Mm. If, you've, if you criminalize victims as prostitutes, then the, the testimony is going to be no good in court. But we're going to get to this later on, on, the, on the, when the case reignites again. So he uh, met Wexner, Leslie Wexner, chairman and CEO of Brands, The Limited. The founder of Victoria's Secrets, basically, was one of his big backers, financial backers. This guy's got way more money than Epstein. So this isn't just a conspiracy with Clinton. This has got multiple elite people, Prince Andrew, the royal family, one of the biggest names, but I've got the unredacted black book here. We can, I can show you some of those names um, yeah. later on. So now he's got his own gig. He's got Wexner as this financial backer. And then in March 2005, this is when the police started to get information about him. A woman contacted Florida's Palm Beach Police Department and alleged that her 14-year-old stepdaughter had been taken to Epstein's mansion by an older girl There, she was allegedly paid $300 to strip and massage Epstein. She had allegedly undressed, but left the encounter wearing her underwear. So he was operating out of a range of properties. The two most famous ones are his paedophile island, which is Little St. James in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then we've also got the
2: property in New York, $77 million property. So so how how did... is all of this money come from... All of all of the work that we're hearing about before this, then yeah, because that's an insane amount of money. To go from being a
1: school teacher from a modest background mm-hmm. to being a billionaire in that amount of time, he's clicked up with the financial mafia. Yeah. And when I described what Dan Lasseter was doing for Bill Clinton earlier, I believe
2: Epstein was performing that function. To these D- other elites So this and isn't I- just from Playing the stock market and, and no. This is this He's doing Bad bad evil favours For these people
1: What are the biggest Sources of income In the world For these people Drugs And weapons mm-hmm. And that's What these guys That's the money That they launder mm-hmm. In these operations Because it ties into The intelligence agencies so, this, as well.
3: so he's laundering money He's not necessarily Dealing in Literally dealing in Drugs and weapons He's just helping them I believe
1: that over the years he's getting into more illegal schemes with drug money, a major source, a blackmail scheme whereby he's filming elites such as Prince Andrew with underage girls and having them photographed so he's got the goods
2: on them. They're just two of the strands of of the enterprise. Because there's not a paper trail for this level of money that he he got in. It's like to have an island... It it doesn't surely add up to the amount of money that he would have made playing. If Epstein had have lived, and this had gone into the court system,
1: all that stuff would have been looked at. Uh-huh. Right. That's why Epstein had to go oh, because of the die. people. Yeah. That would have led to.
3: Also, because I suppose if you're if you're blackmailing a. a- prince or someone like that, then that would mean that the people around the prince know about the problems as well. And
2: then that becomes a bigger problem for the royal family, for example. Well, let's just get into the royal family because
1: this is some of the juiciest stuff that people are okay. going the most insane about online. Now, the breaking news last night, the main victim, Virginia Roberts, who's been the most on camera about this, and she's, she's very brave um, coming out of all this stuff, mm. She just went on NBC's Dateline last night. Mm -hmm. This was breaking news in the media in this country. She's talking about her sexual acts with Prince Andrew. Mm. And here's what she said. We went out to Club Tramp. Prince Andrew got me alcohol. It was in the VIP section. I'm pretty sure it was vodka. He was like, let's dance. I was like, okay. We leave Club Tramp and I hop in the car with Ghislaine, that's Ghislaine
2: Maxwell. Mm-hmm. That was Jeffrey Epstein's madam. Mm-hmm. That's the one whose house I visited and filmed in London. When the you other... say madam, does that mean she was helping with the handling of these people?
1: She was procuring girls. She was orchestrating the pyramid scheme. And she was participating in orgies, raping underage girls with strap-ons. And engaging in threesomes with Epstein and his elite mm. associates. Yeah. So... I hop in the car with Ghislaine and Jeffrey. Ghislaine says, he's coming back to the house and I want you to do for him what you do for Epstein. Referring to Prince Andrew. She then said they went back to Ghislaine's townhouse where she and Prince Andrew had sex in the bathroom and then in the bedroom. He wasn't rude or anything about it. He said thank you and some kind of soft sentiments like that and left. Do we know know how old this woman was at the time? Um, When Andrew allegedly had sex with America. She was underage under American Mm -hmm. law. She got indoctrinated in this world when she was about
2: 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. And she had Andrew over a period of time. So she'd been involved with Epstein as well, and she was basically found by this madam and brought in to basically please these horrible bastards.
1: Please these horrible bastards. Here's what she said on Dateline. Prince Andrew started licking my toes, between my toes, the arches of my feet. I couldn't believe it that even royalty were involved. And I've got more about what she said about Prince Andrew here. This was her original statement on one of the lawsuits. So Epstein made me have sex with Andrew several times. We are shown in the photograph below. So, the famous photograph.
2: His arm around her. He's
1: got yeah. his arm around her, and there was speculation as to where that photograph was taken.
2: Oh. So, when we went to the house. So, and not this, so for those who don't know, you've seen that photograph, and you, you thought it would be in the, the house of. Was it Epstein's house?
1: It, what, we um, hoped it was going to be in Ghislaine yeah, Maxwell's, Maxwell's house sorry. in London. Uh-huh. So, we went. So, you turned we went up at the door, didn't you? And we knocked and rang, and nobody answered, and as across the street we're still filming the doors opening and the cameraman's like the door's opening get over there get over there so i run over and i start talking to the maid and i can see the banister and I'm, but my cameraman's like this on me i'm like get the banister get the banister get behind me it's right
2: there the white banister so we confirmed that andrew was in that house for that incident. so everything that she's saying has been i mean it, it's it's not provable but it, it, it's Added a lot of weight to it, the fact that you've went and confirmed that they were there together, and it happened.
1: And what's added, added even more weight is statements from the other victims, mm. which I can get to as well about Andrew. So here's what she said originally. I had sex with Andrew three times, including one orgy. I knew he was a royal, but I called him Andy. One day, was I, and I was in London, this is the townhouse, I got news from Maxwell that I would be meeting a prince. Epstein told me it was a major prince, and I needed to exceed everything I had been taught. I was to give Andrew whatever he wanted to make sure he got it. Andrew arrived with security guards. They went out of the house and stayed out front in the car. It was just Epstein, Maxwell and me. Inside, alone with Andy, I was introduced to him and we kissed formally cheek to cheek. There was a lot of discussion about Andy with his ex-wife and his ex-wife Fergie. Then Maxwell said, guess how old she is? And Prince Andrew guessed 17. Then they went to Club Tramp. Then there was the foot licking. He's
3: really into the foot licking, this guy, <laughs> isn't he? I don't know about you, but I'm like at this point, he's really just dis- even more disgusted, but not because of the foot licking. No, the
2: foot licking's fine. It's it's obviously the the reality of what it's the we're reality of the, 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 the if you do sort of foot licking with a with an adult who's fully into it, good luck to you. But this is disgusting. Generally, the it's, fact that these people are getting brought in by this Trafford madam, girls, yeah. and it's it's Ike's been saying this for fucking decades, and. He, he nailed it, like, you know what I mean? On, on this, whether you agree with David Icke on, on a lot of his other theories, whatever, he fucking nailed it on this, though. There's no one can take that away from him. It's the him.
3: level of exploitation which kind of is quite yeah. awful,
2: like where, you know, I don't know,
3: I'm sort of imagining nights where I'm going to f- adult friends' houses as uh-huh. a kid and thinking how safe I felt, how nice it was to be able to go for dinner yeah. with someone, to be able to go out and have a good time.
2: And these people are literally exploiting kids. And and the, like you said though, the, the weird thing is is the care, the carelessness of them, the, the yeah. confidence of them that that's coming through. Of so uh, you're you're paying our few hundred quid, like you know, at the, at the level of risk that these people were facing, they felt untouchable. Clearly, where it's like ah, oh, a few hundred quid, No, like like if you're gonna keep this hush, like they're not taking the precautions at all. They're just being so whatever about it. It's called elite deviance. Yeah. And they're so powerful,
1: they know they're untouchable, so they'll do anything. Uh When these guys start to get caught in things, and there are lawsuits, I don't know if you've watched, is it Untouchable, the Harvey Weinstein documentary that's out? I haven't seen that, no. Well, there's parallels with Epstein and Weinstein. It's all the (laughs) Steens. When the victims first get lawyers, Mm. and then the lawyers contact these guys, they just send them hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, as settlements, and have them sign non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. Which you'd is what think, Michael
2: Jackson did it with his first victim as well.
1: Now you'd think after that had happened a few times, you'd be like, okay, I, I need to stop doing this. You know, This is a crime. These women are getting upset. I'm paying out all this money. But no, they look at it like, I can just pay these people off and keep doing it. Mm. It just gets worse and worse. Mm. So it's a sickness. It really is. Mm. So to continue with Virginia Roberts' statement, so the day after the foot-licking... She told Epstein that it went great. And Epstein said, You did well. The prince had fun. I felt like I was being graded. It was horrible to have to recount all these events and have to try to meet all these needs and wants. I told Epstein about Andy's sexual interests in feet. Epstein thought it was very funny. He appeared to be collecting private information about Andy This is part of the blackmail scheme. Yeah, he wants to know every single thing he asks for, doesn't he? Because then, at a
2: later date, he's going to use it.
1: When I got back from the trip, Epstein paid me more than he had paid me to be with anyone else, approximately $15,000. That money was for what I had done and to keep my mouth shut about working with the prince. The second time I had sex with Prince Andrew was in Epstein's New York mansion in spring 2001. I was 17... Epstein called me down to his office. When I got there, Epstein was there, along with Maxwell, Johanna Soberg, that's another victim, and Andy. I was very surprised to see him again. Epstein and Maxwell were making lewd jokes about Randy Andy. I had the impression that Andy had come there to see Epstein and to have sex with me. There was no other apparent purpose for Andy to be there. I was told to go upstairs with Andy and to go to the room, I thought of as the dungeon, the massage room, but it was really scary looking. Mm -hmm. I had sex with Andy there. I was only paid $400 from Epstein for servicing Andy that time. The third time I had sex with Andy was in an orgy on Epstein's private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I was around 18. Epstein, Andy, approximately eight other young girls, and I had sex together. So even though she was 18, and it's not an offence, She is witnessing other minor children in this orgy with Prince Andrew. The other girls all seemed and appeared to be under the age of 18 and didn't really speak English. The major co-conspirators, as well as Madame Maxwell, is a guy called Jean-Luc Brunel, who run the modelling agency out of France, and he was procuring East European girls, Russian girls, people from poor families. He sent Epstein triplets... 12-year-old triplets as a birthday gift who performed
3: oral sex on Epstein and Epstein was bragging about it for weeks. I'm, I'm a bit speechless at that. Yeah. The, my other sort of uh, question is, do we know... So, was she basically sent home by these people? So, it would be come, perform the act and then go home or was it she'd be living in the mansion with him and sort of... Or do you not know that?
1: She was a runaway at first but in right. other statement she talks about um, her dad being with her and then going in somewhere so i think that her relationship with her family was tenuous because a lot of the people that they targeted didn't lonely. have that strong family They're lonely structure make no mistake yeah if, if
2: you end up being controlled in this sort of way like we looked at the, uh, the r kelly documentary it's it's very rarely from people who come from loving caring families who who will allow this to go on who, who will who will let you just not Call home for months on end, didn't it? Funny, it's, it's people who are easy targets.
3: I'm not being funny, but I feel like R. Kelly at this point is beginning to feel like a distraction from everything else. Do you know what I'm, I'm not saying? He didn't do terrible things, but then it's like, <sighs> look at what he did. He's terrible. We're the good guys for exposing these. Well, R. R. Kelly. I mean.
2: the, the difference between these guys and R. Kelly is R. Kelly didn't have the infrastructure to keep going. He didn't have the money that the we're talking about. A different level, aren't we? Here, we're not talking about an entertainer who got rich. We're talking about wealthy.
1: If you want to know the level, just read some of the names of circles. I'll I'll have a couple of these. Like, let's
3: let's just cover this very very quickly. So you got sent
1: this, didn't you? So the reason that a lot of people started coming on my channel for Epstein stuff was a week before Epstein died, I put a video up. And a lot of people have said that he was going to die. I'm not claiming that's brilliant or anything, but I did actually describe that he would get killed in prison and it would be made to look like a suicide and Bill Clinton would probably be behind it. That's what I put up specifically. I mean, as (laughs) as
2: predictions go, that's pretty close to the nose, isn't it? I mean, it's either that or we need the lottery numbers (laughs) for So, Sean.
1: I
3: really
2: wish I'd put a bet on that.
1: People started to come to my channel. My channel became like the go-to channel for Epstein news. And someone out the blue just kindly sent me the unredacted black book before it had widely circulated online. Mm. Okay. So as you can see, there it is. It's got all these names. I've circled some of the more interesting a, ones for yeah. you. I'm, I'm,
3: okay, so there's, there's this long list of names. So, yeah. Uh, just, it, can I just go through a couple of not, these names? Because what I want to do is put context on the names before we read them. Okay. Because so, yeah. it's, it's important to put context on what the book is. So yeah. what is... His little black book.
1: Okay, so this is the book of contacts that was taken by the police and is in
3: the court system as legal discovery for these cases. So what does the little black book mean? Does the little black book mean you are part of it?
1: The little black book does not mean you are an international child sex trafficking pedophile. Yeah. But it increases the likelihood that you are connected with people who are doing that And by looking at how many... This is a
2: very bad guy. Yeah. If he's got you in his book, like, all right, there's a chance you're not involved, but it isn't a good look, is it? No. You know what I mean? And if you look at how many
1: phone numbers, if you look at the names and see, like, they've got one or two numbers, you know they're probably at... Okay, okay. So just just to put it into
2: context, you're saying the more phone numbers, the the likelihood... Why do you need to know every phone number he's got? So this is a bit strange. So, for example, Liz Hurley, big celebrity, he's only got one phone number for her. Donald Trump, however, oh, he's got about 15 phone numbers. Fifteen phone numbers. For Donald Trump. Donald so he, Trump has got for some one phone. reason, he really needed to know how to get in contact with Donald Trump. So now, we- I'm not saying that Donald Trump is one of these people, but it's not a good look. Is can it? I also
3: ask them why so many phone numbers? Are these would how why have so many phone, Would Epstein go down the list until he gets an answer or what? What's the deal for having fifteen phone numbers?
1: All I can speculate is that the closer he was to someone, the more numbers he would need yeah. to keep in contact so, with that person. So, so yeah. can
2: I go through a few of these, please? Because I like to feel like I'm in the know. I'm not you know saying what I mean?
3: I'd love to. I mean, if you really want to be in the know, head
2: over to Sean's channel but, where but Sean we're is. We're doing a podcast you. right now. Thank yeah, you, but I'm just um, Should we call somebody. some of them? <laughs> so we've got, Have you? for example, <laughs> yeah. David Rockefeller. He's got a good five numbers for him. Um, three Mick times. Jagger, only one or two, so maybe yeah. nothing was going on with I did call Mick, Mick Jagger. Jagger and it has disconnected that one. Right. Um, although Mick Jagger mainly, maybe just needed, had one number, I don't yeah. know. Um, wow, okay, it's getting Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, who was described in the last <laughs> podcast we did with David Icke for being a real piece of shit. Yes, uh, he, few, he, few Kissinger's everywhere. Any conspiracy, you he find him. Is every, he's yeah. in every conspiracy, this guy. Yeah. Um, he
1: napalmed
3: a lot of kids
2: the, in the, Cambodia. The Kennedy you know. family
3: um, are all over here as well. Really? Um, the Kennedy family have been a, a sort of cursed family. They've had so much bad luck in their history, haven't they?
1: Yes.
2: Courtney yeah. Love got about four numbers for her. Well,
1: Courtney Love just came out last week yeah. and said Prince
3: Andrew showed up at her house wanting sex. It's as if Courtney Love sort of likes mixing <laughs> yeah. with, it, with these sorts of weird people. Well, Courtney, I
2: mean, did you hear about... I mean, we're, we're going off topic here, but did you hear about the conspiracy that she was behind the murder? Yeah. The, I've the, watched the documentaries the on it of um, Kirk Corbin. because
1: it was the investigator she hired that made that documentary because he grew
3: so suspicious
1: I, yeah.
2: I genuinely after watching that was like yeah Kurt Cobain was probably murdered yeah sadly
3: because he was actually a really beautiful artist
2: yeah who stood to gain the most from it all those rights yeah um, so yeah there's, there's a love. lot of like a lot of basically wealthy people in here powerful people in here it's it, it's amazing how many
3: Was there anyone in there I mean Brian's looking through At the moment Is there anyone in there That particularly surprised you Or was anyone What big names Are we looking for in there Got like Tony Blair Yeah a few politicians from this. But analogy. I mean names That surprised you Sean sure, Not um... <laughs> Yeah Thought he'd be
2: in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. The <laughs> evil looking I'm quite part. honest When you
1: went Tony Blair I went yeah <laughs> People like Naomi Campbell
2: Right okay There's a few Who I'm a bit disappointed in Chris Tucker Was there a lot of numbers Chris Tucker One two three Three, four, five, six numbers no oh. for Chris Tucker.
3: See, I really—I've
2: got to be honest. I really loved enjoyed his Did you like Rush Hour? Yeah, I love Rush Hour. I hope Jackie Chan's I'll never watch well. Rush Hour again. I'll be honest as well. I
3: really enjoyed Chris Tucker's stand up So far, great. no Jackie
2: Chan. Thank um, God. Yeah, and you down to is, this um, is madness. Yeah. Um, Are there
3: any? Um, there's no
2: Jay Z or Beyonce sort of. No. <laughs> no good. Just, checking. Just checking. Yeah. checking. Definitely not Kanye. Yeah. Kanye's, Kanye West. Kanye yeah. in <laughs> Kanye's into thick women. Yeah. Kanye into
3: Kanye. If anything, yeah.
2: Massage. In, like, just, like, <laughs> just so many fucking numbers. Um, Who's Massage? And, uh, were they, were they? I, love, I love some of the little... What I'm realising, and he's, pu- he's putting things for himself to remember later. Likes so, massage, like, yeah. Massage in Paris. He's got, I'd say, about 20 numbers, yeah? So it's, like, Debbie, Mary. And then, in brackets, next to one of them, he's put, um, Stéphane, in brackets, better than Gypsy. So, like, just wow. so he knows, like, yeah, which one was. grading them again. That probably means, like, hand jumper. Right.
1: David Copperfield, the magician.
2: Wow. I mean, yeah, he can make things disappear. <laughs> this, this is bit. mad, isn't wow. it? Wow. All right. So, we get, we, we get the point. There's a, there's a fuck ton of very famous people in there. In, in, like, you're talking Trump's, so you're talking the biggest of the biggest people, mm-hmm. Rockefeller family. Did he say anything play.
3: about a uh, golden shower next to Trump?
2: Uh, it's, it <laughs> just checking um, You know what it, but you thanks know what, for bringing these And you did ring some of them Did you get any answers Or any um, funny I just got some like Voicemails That's uh-huh. all right. Yeah.
1: Did you yeah. leave
3: any messages hey, Yeah Mr. I left Sean, messages so saying, Don't get subscribed. <laughs> giving
1: you a heads up You're on the uh, Epstein's Black Book We'd love light light is, people people would love to interview you Get a comment On known. why you're in it
3: mm. These people would have known Mostly if they were in the book Probably
1: Well when I went to Ghislaine Maxwell's London property mm. One of the Names in the black book was the pub opposite the street, oh really? the Nag's Head. Uh-huh. So it had the names of the owners, him and his wife, and the phone numbers. So I went into the pub, bought some drinks, and said, "By the way, do you know you're in Jeffrey Epstein's black book?" And they got their gun out, and you left. Well, he did. He did get quite irate. What, what did he say? What did he say? He said, um, "You're only buying fucking water." Why you're only buying water? You're coming in my pub, and um,
2: yeah. I'm just yeah. not a big drinker. Gr- I mean, <laughs> I,
1: said, I said, yeah, don't Do you, drink.
3: This is don't the kind of drink. thing. These are the kind of days. He goes, that, uh, yeah. that's
1: why you look so fucking old. because you, you don't drink.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a nasty piece of
1: I'm
2: work. I'm not really sure he understands the concept of uh, <laughs> yeah. alcohol. It's usually the opposite in my. <laughs> yeah. opinion.
3: I need, um, I need to let you know, mate. This man is. Um, yeah, he's a recovering alcoholic and uh, <laughs> drug abuser. You that said, you know. That's what you think.
2: I'm 92. Yeah.
3: The funny so, thing is, you know what I actually think would be hilarious if you took Brian some of these things? Yeah. Just because you, I don't think you get the same trouble. Well, I know? would actually be
2: interested in doing a bit of like, um, do you know when Louis Theroux just rocks up somewhere yeah. and he's just like, doesn't give a fuck, puts himself on the line? It's like Keith Chegwin. back um, in the day. So I want to I want to say I don't think Liz Hurley was involved in any of this. shoes I
3: think this is you wanting Liz Hurley not to be involved. Well, I don't. I, don't know. I mean, God bless her.
2: She's she is a timeless classic, isn't she?
3: He's also got weirdly UPS, just in case he needs a delivery.
2: Um, Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So you you rang a lot of these. You didn't you didn't get anything in particular out of it, but it it just alludes to the fact of who might have been involved, is not it? Okay. So there's two grand conspiracies here. There is
1: the child sex trafficking conspiracy who was responsible for that criminal operation then there's also the conspiracy in the murder of Jeffrey Epstein and some of those people from the first
2: conspiracy are my lead suspects in the second Na- conspiracy. naturally because it's it's the people who've got the most to lose if it goes to court and it all unravels because as we're saying uh, in other big cases when 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 you've got a gun to your head and you're facing life in prison, you sing like a fucking canary. And uh, I would imagine that's the way it would have went. Um, Because why take the fall for all of these people? So Jeffrey Epstein on
1: his first sweetheart deal, like I said, he got the prostitution with the underage girls. And he was basically on work release for this Mm. year. Now, on his second arrest, how that came about was a journalist, very brave woman out of America. She was interviewing female prisoners i think they were in the florida prison system mm-hmm. and she found a commonality among a lot of them was they had been doing stuff for epstein mm. what do you say doing stuff um sexual, S- sexual, stuff sexual for epstein stuff. Okay. yeah massages that was his code name for the, for the sex uh-huh. acts um, a lot of them had come from foster homes care homes abused so um, when we see
2: massages in that Phone book. Massage just means sex. Right, okay. Because yeah. so, I literally just thought you liked some massage. I didn't really get <laughs> yeah.
3: that. It's but. also kind of weird because you think you've got everything else in that book. Why put massage? Why make that the code? Yeah. Do you know? What okay, I mean? That's I kind get of it, weird. Epstein yeah.
1: himself, according to the victims, liked to have three massages a day with underage girls. He had to ejaculate at least thrice, three times a day. And when one of the victims asked him why he needed to do that three times a day, he said it was, to him it was just like eating food. Right. Wow.
2: You just needed it. Like well, needed so we're food. talking. He didn't. You know yeah. when the people describe uh, these like predators as like just like hungry eat like animals almost like we're we're talking about someone who is just an animal like at that point he's not thinking he's just fucking yeah basically. Uh,
3: you want, they do almost it, it's not really a everyday mentality is it These people are sort of turned over time to become this kind of character psychopathic child predators.
1: Um, it's so it's it's unique, yeah. It's, there's not many, I don't believe there's many. At that level of wealth, you know, Bill Clinton's got that. With He was on the Lolita Express, what was it, 26 times? So, so can you explain what that
2: means, the Lolita okay, Express? Okay, so
1: Epstein had the Pedophile Island, uh-huh. which I mentioned earlier, and he also had the Lolita Express, which was a, a plane with a bed, so it was out of any legal jurisdiction. It's flying around, he's got the victims trapped in this you know in the, in into the sky basically on this plane and the girls were servicing the customers on the Lalisa Express now one oh, of do the you th- know Bill Clinton was on this sorry okay one of the things that gave me a head up on who the conspirators are the main suspects in the murder are the people who protested the most about their innocence and right away Bill Clinton came out and disavowed Epstein he then said he'd only been on his planes four times, but according to the flight manifest... Okay, so this is the log that will yeah, have it. Exa- Clinton was on it almost 30 times, that we know of at least.
3: If you're going to have a paedophile plane, why keep a log manifest? Why,
2: why, uh, is that sort of the law, though, that if someone yeah, gets there, on a plane... law. Right, That's so it. you Which have to it? log every person who gets on that plane... Yeah. Which okay. makes it
3: sort of a stupid plan in the first place. Well, it's
2: panel. also very yeah. stupid of Clinton to say it only four times when he's going to be <laughs> rumbled for it. So, <laughs> well, so did, did they it can come out they
3: want to get away
1: with
2: it? So they don't. Ha, care. Has it yeah. has it come out that he's been on, or, or is it just you and a few others? Here no, it's way?
1: generally accepted that Clinton has lied, that Clinton was on this Lolita Express almost thirty times, mm-hmm. and that Clinton is deep in the mix, and
2: that yeah. Epstein it, it follows the trajectory of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And people wonder why Hillary found it so easy to forgive Clinton for fucking Monica Lewinsky. And it's like that was literally the tip of the iceberg. Mm. And, uh, that and she was, that, was well aware of it.
1: That Monica Lewinsky thing was a publicity smokescreen for mm. all the other stuff that was going on in Clinton's uh-huh. life at that point in time. He had multiple rape suits filed against him that he settled out of court. All right. So when you saw Hillary doing speeches and people showing up with Billy's a Rapist t shirts. During the election campaign That's what That what was all about And Trump actually brought To one of the events He brought bills Rape victims That he settled with They were all next to him In, in a row At one of the events So why um... Trump doesn't give a fuck To
2: be fair Like does he well, Trump
1: has already said That he knew uh, Epstein Was a womanizer But the difference Between him and and Epstein was that Epstein liked Underage girls So, so he why? Said is, he liked why... Girl, Young girls
3: So why has Epstein Got Trump's number So much in his book well, they're all in the mix together, aren't they? They're just different mafias. Right. But so Trump isn't exactly blameless in this, or he's not. we just don't have any proof of what he's All done. these are different mafias that are at war with each other.
1: you got the Bush and Clinton crime families working together. You've got the Trump mafia working against the Clintons. They're saying he's yeah. working with the Russians. It, it, it's, they're all, it's, it's just war at it, warfare. It's, it's
2: funny. It, it literally is just like... Gangsters isn't it But yeah. at, at such a level Where they're, um, they're untouchable They're untouchable And they yeah. don't have to
1: Raise a finger They could kill anyone Anywhere in the world uh-huh. so, uh, yeah.
3: They're all, But they're, at the same time It doesn't feel as glamorous As the real mafia That doesn't feel as nice or Well yeah They don't have deep. the accents Or
2: the music but well, not only that, Or not the meatballs tra-
3: They're also doing it So the mafia for me Always feels a little bit like They're trying to maintain A community There's hmm. something about it Do you know what I mean It's like self-policing In Italy yeah. in some ways I don't know Mafia did terrible things these people are just doing it all for self-interest. And well, old-school Italian mafia,
1: you don't harm women or kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these deviants, you know, just trafficking girls from Eastern Europe that are kids and then having orgies
2: with them and having them f- have sex with each other with strap-ons, that's a
1: different level, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Are you concerned that you might not have your facts right in regards to pointing the finger at the Clintons? Have you? Have you naturally investigating this, before you go out on a video and say these things, you've got to think, F- I better fucking have this right. Because you haven't got, a, um, you've got a lot of evidence, but you haven't got the the picture, the, the, the thing that proves that Clinton did it. You've got 27 times on a plane that was used in a lot of sex crimes, but you haven't got the final piece of the puzzle here. Are you concerned that you might have it wrong?
1: And you never will with the Clintons because it all gets swept under the carpet. Mm. All of my... Research is based on the Arkansas State Police who work for Bill Clinton, the ones who are still alive, that is, Mm. and the victims' statements about what actually happened with them and these elite pedophiles. So the trajectory of the Arkansas murders, I believe, goes all the way to Epstein. I'm not saying that Bill Clinton solely was the grand conspirator, but I think he is Definitely at the top of that pyramid. So let me, I've written extensively about Pablo Escobar. So let's say the Cali cartel and the Medellin cartel are not at war, they're at peace. So say someone in Cali has pissed off Pablo Escobar and that person's got to go. So Pablo Escobar would get on the phone to Gilberto, the head of the Cali cartel, and say this this person's got to go. Now let's look at this in the context of Epstein. So you've got the, the legal eruption was in America the liability was there who's just come out of government in America Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. they've got a massive power base in, in politics in America who's the other person who's got the most to lose about this who people are focusing on Prince Andrew the royal mafia so you get the royal you know Prince Andrew puts a call in to Clinton or whoever over there they've got a this, common goal this is right? on your turf you've got to clean this up basically yeah.
2: that's how I think it went down something like that mm-hmm. um in regards to Clinton, you've got a bit of proof in that he silenced people. Have you looked into the testimonies from those victims uh, or, or are they completely silenced? Have, have they because you know how they have to sign in an NDA or whatever? Have any of them spoken out after that or not?
1: Well, some have done stuff um, over the years, mm-hmm. and they did stuff with Trump, so I'm not exactly sure, under the terms of their non-disclosure agreements, mm-hmm. how they were able to do all that. But some have spoken out, and anyone can Google online, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, sexual assault suits, non-disclosure agreements, and you, you'll see all that stuff will come so right
3: up. I suppose a non-disclosure agreement, uh, if you're just sitting there... As part of a rant, what what most people say is a random group. You've not disclo- You've not legally disclosed anything. You could be sitting there yeah. just randomly, couldn't you?
1: Like in The Godfather, yeah. when they
3: brought in the relative yeah. and he was about to testify. Exactly, so, yeah. well, that's they, a mafia move, right? This there, person isn't it? just happens to be there, uh, you know. And Bill Clinton obviously knows who that is. But yeah. Yeah. So
2: can we go into the circumstances around Epstein's death? Ireland? Yes. So, so you described how the second time the journalist found out he'd been um, going with these women in the prison. What happened from that then? How did he get... Because he was on day release. It seemed like he was allowed to leave the prison during the day. Okay, so when
1: one of these elite paedophile power players is uncovered at that level mm. they'll sacrifice the lower level in a heartbeat but at the higher level of epstein the pedophile circle will protect that person as far as possible mm-hmm. so in the first case the sweetheart deal acosta was the prosecutor who handled that for the pedophile circle he was mm-hmm. given a, epstein was given this pass and acosta you know has, has took all this uh criticism for that And he was part of, you know, Trump's government now as well. So this all, you know, like I said, the incestuous thing. Mm -hmm. Once the media frenzy gets so big that this powerful circle can no longer protect even a high level player, then that player gets sacrificed. Mm -hmm. So with Jimmy Savile, they protected him. And he died? To the end. To the yeah, end? Yeah. They protected him to the end. Uh-huh. With Epstein, they tried to protect him and, the first, when, on the first and, round, and,
2: but on the second round, yeah. he had to go. So, with Savile, because he was really, really old, when it all came out about him after he died, there was no need to worry because there was not, no, he wasn't going to uncover any, he wasn't going to give any testimony. So, it was like it all died with him. Whereas they, they didn't have that luxury with Epstein, did they? It's the criminal case, once it gets into the court system.
1: And things are documented legally. Mm. Certain government agencies have to act on that information. Mm. So that's why Epstein was killed because to stop that from arising. And that's why Ghislaine Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel will be next.
2: So, so before we get into yeah. that, uh, the second the second case happens after that brave journalist who you mentioned um, uncovers more of his issues. Yeah, is that what led him to go into this? prison cell where he eventually killed himself well allegedly killed himself
1: they couldn't protect him anymore Mm -hmm. he's now saying that he's going to start giving up names he says i'm going to give up five names Uh because he wants to cut a deal to try and get his sentence reduced he's getting legal visits all day long Mm -hmm. there's no way he thinks he's going to lose this case again he's thinking i'm going to play the system he's got this thing called a double jeopardy motion filed in the court system And what that means is you cannot be convicted twice of the same crimes. Mm -hmm. And here we go again, round two for the same crimes. So Mm. he he thinks he's going to play the system again and get out of it. He's even telling his lawyers, you know, this is going to work out. Even right up until the end, he's got all these legal visits all day long. He's in good spirits. But if you go to three weeks prior to his death, that's when things, the weird things started to happen. Mm. So we've got the two grand conspiracies that are described and we've named some of the major players. And there's probably a lot more people out there that are co-conspirators. But now we've also got to look at the methods of the murder and the instrument of the murder and how that was played out. Because right. I do have a suspect of the instrument who either did it or has knowledge of what so, actually to, happened. To,
2: to my knowledge, there was a suicide attempt before the final... The day he died, is that right? When he was in prison? Three weeks prior to his death, he was found
1: unconscious in his jail cell with injuries to his neck. Now, (laughs) in prison, there's a rule when you go in. I think we talked about this in Wolf of Wall Street Mm 1, where the gang members come up to you right away and it's a charge check. What are your charges? So if you've got a sex offence, it's KOS, kill on sight. And these gang members will do that right away if you know you're gonna get attacked at the very least so they put into Epstein's cell this massive guy Nicholas Tartaglioni, who's murdered four dudes in a drug deal gone bad he lured them to his brother's nightclub I think four dudes <clears throat> and, and I think they were buried in his garden or something like that this guy was also an ex cop Mm -hmm. So you've got ties to law enforcement as well. Now, the natural order of things in prison is such that if you've murdered four people and someone gets put in your cell that is a sex offender, I don't know any case where that guy would not attempt to murder that person, even without getting paid off to do it. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that there's a possibility that this guy's facing the death penalty. Someone could have said, hey, you know, do us a favor here and we'll only give you life in prison or right. we'll give you 25 and you'll be up for parole after 25. There could have been some kind of quid pro quo like that. Because if you look at photos of this guy, Nicholas Tartaglione, <laughs> it's like, oh my are God. They,
3: are, they just, are they openly available online? <laughs> yeah, Nicholas
1: Tartaglione. I'm
3: Google Images, boom.
2: Put
1: yeah. Epstein mate. Nicholas Tartaglione, and... Um, yeah, you should flash a photo of that up on the video just yeah. so people can oh, see. I, 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 I will
2: be right if, on Wow. If ever there was an... What, is he a big guy? <laughs> hell.
0: If ever there was a, If ever there was <laughs> a, a look.
3: He's got a lot of dogs, though. It's quite sweet, really, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah.
2: Mate, he's a fucking giant. He's angel. a killing machine, yeah, isn't he? he? Uh, squeezing someone's head off their fucking shoulders <laughs> for him wouldn't be too much trouble. He like. could rip Epstein's head straight yes, off. No problem. Pop yeah. it off. yeah. Okay, so, so let's go back to the three he, weeks. He looks like your worst nightmare as yeah. a cellmate.
3: Oh my god, he looks even bigger in that. Look at that.
2: Yeah. When let's you go. Get to that size in prison. They
1: get steroids smuggled in. No shit. No. <laughs> so Epstein is found unconscious in the cell three weeks prior to his death. Epstein said to his lawyers that he was attacked by this guy, and after the incident, he was placed on suicide watch. Six days later, on July 29th, he was taken off suicide watch and placed in a special housing unit with another inmate. Epstein's close associate said he was in good spirits. Now, if you're going to take someone out in prison, you've got to make it look like a normal method that prisoners use to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of different methods prisoners use to kill themselves. Mm. So... You go hanging, you know, people can just get bed sheets, uh, try and hang from the, the ceiling or the windows, or, or, or they can just lean without even oh, really? put their own weight on them, or flush the sheet down the toilet and, and lean it. I had an uh, ex-prison guard on my true crime podcast, Neil Samworth, and he was talking about he found a corpse that was just leaning like that forward. That's how he'd hung himself. Um, a hot shot, which is an overdose of heroin, 90% of prisoners injecting drugs where I was housed, gang member doesn't like you sticks a needle in you overdose heroin guards find that that's just another dead junkie as far as they're concerned mm-hmm. jumping you got people jumping off balconies sometimes in Sheriff Joe jail they wouldn't even die they'd just break their legs break their spines and they'd still be alive in, in the jail you got suicide by guard I once saw this guy just run past my cell he had like a <laughs> neckerchief over his face we were like a one foot long shank He's at the fence, just yelling at the guard, yelling yelling at the guards. They bring out a SWAT team with live rounds and they're all just facing him and they're going to just mow him down. But he, he, he backed down at the last minute so they didn't kill him.
2: But, yeah, if he wanted to just run at them... Yeah, and have yeah they're going to just wipe you out. Yeah, exactly. You die pretty quick that way.
1: Yeah. Then yeah. you got hunger strike and you got people doing crazy stuff like drinking bleach, eating razor blades, all kinds. So of all of those methods, if you're going to whack someone in a jail... I reckon hanging and hot shot are going to be the two easiest to facilitate to get away with it.
2: And, and hanging seems like the one that would be the most um, believable uh, that he did it, and therefore, right, there's nothing to say here, yeah, let's all move on with that. Yeah, our I mean, life. how easy is it to just choke someone out mm. and put them yeah. to sleep? Well, yeah, I mean, if you watch any know. UFC fight, you'll know how to do that pretty quickly. Um, so this guy could have been choked out and then just. Yeah, we'll just pop the, uh, the bed sheet round his neck afterwards, and there you go. Sprinkle some crack on it. Yeah. And run away. But not only that, <laughs> the video footage
1: from around that time in the prison. Oh, God. The cameras all malfunctioned.
2: It's 9-11 all we'll over again, is, Lawrence. this happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I Whoever's the cameras. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You work with cameras all the time? All the time. How often does the cameras fail? Unless failing? it's Roven
3: working with them, they don't <laughs> malfunction
2: often, I'll be to No, I will have a bad word said about them. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so that makes it massively suspicious. And
1: though. the guards on duty all fell asleep.
2: No way. <laughs> to be fair, it was a Sunday night. Yeah. So, can I no. just ask, can
3: I ask, so do you know where, um, do you know how CCTV in a prison works? Yeah. So, does it go to one central place? What does it do? Like, do you necessarily know that? Or does it, is it, go, does it go to an office in the prison? Or does it go to somewhere else it's, where it's then kept? Okay,
1: so where in is Sherri- it recorded? Yeah. In Sheriff Joe Arpaio's jail, where guards were murdering mentally ill prisoners, and I've got videos of them doing it on my YouTube channel. I obtained
3: that footage. Just to be clear, you know, Sean, earlier when you said, "I don't know, why I'm getting demonetised," literally, Paul. You probably have better look if you just knocked a wank out and and uploaded that. You know what I mean? Absolutely clear, Sean. You're a smart guy. (laughs) Come on, let's not let's connect the dots. Okay. So, so how
2: did you obtain that
1: footage, (laughs) for example? Okay, all of the cameras are viewing all of the major areas. Right. Like the day rooms and the hallways, and you know wh- wh- the prisoners going in and out of the cells and stuff like that. And some some of the cameras could see into the cells as well. So all that footage is stored by the agency running the prison. So that was Arizona State in my case. In this case, you know it's it's the Feds that that would have had that video material. Now that video material becomes obtainable when there are lawsuits and people suing court, and it forces the prison to release the footage (laughs) right so in the case of the clip i got family members of the victims of the guards sued the jail and the jail was forced to release that video footage through the federal court system right so that's how this footage comes out Mm -hmm. through the courts but if the cameras have malfunctioned you you can file suit all day long it's never going to come out Mm -hmm. if the guards have fallen asleep and if nicolas Tartaglioni has got earbuds in that night so he conveniently Mm -hmm. can't hear anything Mm -hmm. Big, big
2: men, we need the upwards. Yeah. Like, to be fair to them, I respect that. Yeah, I mean that must be terrible.
1: So Nicholas was not Epstein's cellmate at this point in time. So a lot of people are saying, so obviously Nicholas didn't kill Epstein because he was been moved to a different cell.
2: This was after the attack had happened. So they this was after, after the first attack. All right. So they moved him on. After in he a in him a
1: neighbouring cell, though. Now it is not difficult for prisoners to open their cell doors and go into other prisoners' cells. Are I've seen not, it
2: happen. Are they not locked off, though?
1: Yeah, they've got all kinds of different ways of getting in people's doors. Okay. They jimmy the locks, and they put things in the locks, and before people get locked down, they put things in their locks. Okay. Yeah. so and, and if
2: the prison guards are like, yeah, let's just let this happen, then it's a very, very easy then. okay, Yeah.
1: Tartaglione, I believe, is at the top of the murder suspect list. Mm-hmm. And even if he didn't do it with his bare hands, he has information. He knew what went on in that area on that night. And he knows uh, a, lot, a lot more um, that, that, that could possibly come so, out so in the court he, system. Do you know where he is now? Yeah, he's getting... Um, released, released on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting punished right now. Let me just say one other thing. The injuries that have been released to Epstein's neck... He had a hyoid fracture. Mm. And a hyoid fracture is more common with someone getting strangled to death than it is with suicide. Right. You can't rule suicide out,
2: but it's way more common with homicide. There's a different kind of trauma created when you're strangled than when it's you're yeah. allowing it to happen, isn't it? Because there's a struggle, isn't it? It's a yeah. totally different thing going on. And
1: that's why this is such a brilliant way to kill someone and make it look like yeah a, a death. Mm. It is by strangulation because... Um, There's that overlap between Mm. the two. So, the marks were more consistent with being choked than hanging himself, one expert said. Um, Tartaglione was wearing...
2: Is this expert, sorry to interrupt you, mate, is this expert someone who's actually seen the body? These are all medical experts that have given their
1: opinions online, various... So, Tartaglione was wearing earbuds when investigators went to question him about the incident... (laughs) Um, Epstein was found dead in the cell at Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City at 6.30am on August 10th, 2019. And the jail, I'm sorry, the conventional news story was that he committed suicide because the conditions were so bad in the Metropolitan Correctional Center. Nobody heard anything. Said
2: Tartaglione's lawyer. He was listening to his Rihanna album at yeah, yeah, the <laughs> time. He <yeah. laughs> loved it.
1: It was a silent act, says Tartaglione's lawyer.
2: Wow.
1: Nick knows a hell of a lot about what went on. He was there during the first attempt and he was there when he actually killed himself. He just wasn't in the same cell. So, FBI and Justice Department Inspector General have launched investigators into Epstein's death. And, like I said earlier, you've got the dad of the the headmaster, who is one of the investigators. Tartag Leone has not been contacted by investigators. (laughs) He's facing the death penalty, and um, whether or not he'll be in a
2: position to cooperate remains unclear, his lawyer said. He'll be next, though, won't he? They'll bump him off next, because what they'll have done is they'll have agreed something with him, and then they'll get rid of him.
1: Well, he'll be like with Kennedy. It was um, Oswald, and then Jack Ruby. (laughs) He, He went off, didn't he? Tartaglione certainly has information that would be very valuable to the investigation if they want access to it. So Tartaglione, they're saying that he's been kicking off about the conditions so they're, they've they been punishing him for that in the jail. Right. Big men f- get
2: uncomfortable easy. I, yeah, I empathise so, with them a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you then said that there was two other people who you felt were um, co-conspirators who would be who would be next in line to yeah. magically disappear somehow. So, who are
1: they? So, okay, so we've got...
2: Ghislaine Maxwell oh. and I've already described Is that, so that was the pimp uh, the Madam Maxwell Madden, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you went and knocked on the door sorry who was that sorry a, a relative no, a no that was a cleaner oh right yeah. so was she just like yeah I've got no idea what you're on about mate. Yeah, I just clean that cleaner. Yeah. Got, I like bet you that cleaner gosh. has probably seen some shit though you know I, no. bet you that, I bet you that cleaner would make for an interesting interview yeah
1: she would but this stuff was that, she not interested was she 10, like no I said can I come in the house and film
2: and she goes no <laughs> funny old thing.
3: Sorry, can I come inside with this camera? I th- yeah, I think I we're tell, we're tell you what
2: though, like on the basis of you know, I'm, uh, there's probably a, there's probably people who m- may have died in that building, or, or, or there's or there's a lot of dark shit going on. in you look at the Maxwell family history, yeah, yeah, and the fact that you're knocking on that door and trying to expose this, you're doing good work, really. So well done, mate. Thanks. Yeah.
1: All right, so I've got Galen pegged as conspirator B. Right. so Epstein is A conspir- um, Ghislaine's B so in my case there was over 100 people co-defendants arrested okay. and the prosecutors they give everybody a letter of the alphabet yeah. so I was A wild woman was B
2: wild man was C and so on and so on down, down okay. the list. so obviously naturally the you know the first letter is going to be the most powerful person then yeah so Ghislaine I've, I've come to this conclusion because of multiple
1: witness-victim statements, and I'll just read some of the other girl who was present during this stuff with Prince Andrew. This is what she said. This is Joanna's statement. Mm -hmm. They lured her from school to have sex with Epstein under the guise of hiring her for a job answering phones. As with Virginia, Madam Maxwell approached Joanna... While trolling Joanna's school grounds, she lured Joanna into her and Epstein's home, offering them this job, but the pretext only lasted a day. So she was a young college student nearly 2,000 miles from home. She was instructed to massage Epstein, and it was made clear that her purpose was to bring Epstein to orgasm during these massages so that Ghislaine did not have to. And when did you first meet, Maxwell? This is what she answers. 2001, March probably. End of February, beginning of March. And how did you meet her? She approached me while I was on campus at Palm Beach Atlantic College. And how long did you work in that position answering phones? Just that one day. And what happened the second time you came to the house? At that point, I met Emmy Taylor, and she took me to Jeffrey's bathroom, and he was present. Her and I both massaged Jeffrey. She was showing me how to massage, and then he got off the table. She took, she got on the table. She took off her clothes, got on the table, and then he was showing me moves that he liked. And then I took my clothes off. They asked me to get on the table so I could feel it. They both massaged me. Who did Emmy work for? Ghislaine Maxwell. Did Maxwell ever refer to Emmy by any particular name? She called her her sex slave. ''Did Geoffrey ever tell you why he received so many massages from so many different girls?'' ''He explained he needed to have three orgasms a day. It was biological, like eating.'' ''Was there anything you were supposed to do in order to get the camera?'' ''I did not know that there were expectations of me to get the camera until after...'' ''Maxwell had purchased the camera for me, and I was over there giving Geoffrey a massage.'' I did not know that Maxwell was in possession of the camera until later. Mm. She told me, called me after I had left and said, I have the camera for you, but you cannot receive it yet because you came here and didn't finish your job and I had to finish it for you. And did you, what did you understand her to mean? She was implying that I did not get Jeffrey off and so she had to do it. Do you mean bringing him to orgasm? Yes. Based on what you knew, did Maxwell know that the type of massages Jeffrey was getting involved sex acts? Yes. What was Maxwell's main job, with respect to Jeffrey, Beyond companionship, her job, as it related to me, was to find other girls that would perform massages for him and herself. Then she testified about the acts that occurred with her and Prince Andrew. So this is a separate testimony now about Andrew. Mm. When they were at Epstein's Manhattan mansion, tell me how it came to be that there was a picture taken... I remember someone suggesting a photo and they told us to get on the couch. And so Prince Andrew and Virginia, that's the other victim, sat on the couch and they put a puppet, a puppet on her lap. And so then I sat on Andrew's lap and I believe on my own volition. They took the puppet's hands and put it on Virginia's breast. And so Andrew put his on mine. And her testimony corroborates, Virginia's testimony, how... They were recruited under a ruse of legitimate jobs to bring them into the household to have sex with Epstein. And it corroborates how Virginia's account had been lent out to Prince Andrew and also how Prince Andrew used a puppet to touch Virginia's breast while using
2: another to hand to touch um, Joanna's breast.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. So, so has
2: Prince sense. Andrew answered a single question about this? When this was blowing up, Two
1: weeks or so, two or three weeks ago, Andrew, I think he was in Mallorca in some big property down there with Fergie. So they were at the Royal Palace, not the Royal Palace, um, Balmoral is it, Mm -hmm. with the Queen, but then the old boy showed up, what's his name, Prince Philip, who Mm -hmm. doesn't get along with Fergie. So they had to skedaddle and they went off and hid. Now I know someone, uh, I have some contacts close to this, and they said that they were at Farnborough Airport Fergie and Andrew completely surrounded by secret service people and bodyguards and they wouldn't talk to anyone and they just completely left the country in a hurry right. hoping that this would blow over mm-hmm. and, th- and then they put out some little petty royal stories about other things to try and get the heat off them when they came back you saw some other stuff making
2: headlines. So I, I just obviously brought this up on my phone this was on the 19th of August they used a picture there's a lot of pictures Prince Andrew seems to have been friends with Donald Trump for decades by the way I can see on Google here. Yeah. Um, Prince Andrew says he's appalled by Jeffrey Epstein's alleged crimes. What? A, what a ridiculous thing to say at this point! Like you, we all know it now, mate. Come on. I mean, so like, many he of these could vi- still be appalled. No, but so many of these victims are coming out and being like, "Yeah, he was there. <laughs> it happened with him." Like they're all saying it.
1: Well, the ones who are it the most have got the most guilt, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, and that right. is Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, and Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer. Do Alan you know Dershowitz. Hillary was involved. Hillary. Mm. Okay, so Bill Clinton is the sexual assaulter, cocaine head, rapist, philanderer. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton is the balls of the operation and the brains. From my research, that's what I've been led to believe. His early victims with the sexual assault suits that were settled, Hillary Clinton had people, private investigators, finding out all of these early assault victims, not because she was jealous of Bill and she was going to tell him off, But to have people go and threaten their lives so that his ascendancy to the presidency would not be impacted. So
3: she has got a complete heart of ice. So what you're also saying is that the last election was really a battle, like a mafia battle between the two. A
1: complete mafia battle. And at the top level of international mafia right now, Donald Trump, the Don, has got Prince Andrew by the balls because let's say the Queen of England had been... In one of these sexual orgies with the underage girls, she would have diplomatic immunity because of her status. But Prince Andrew doesn't have the same level of diplomatic immunity. Well, that's what I was wondering, mate. His diplomatic immunity rests in a decision by
0: the president. The, yeah,
2: the president. Who just so happens yeah. to be his mate for 20 odd fucking years. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Donald Trump actually could come out quite well in terms of power plays because now, now they're going to
2: now they're going to love old Donald now they're going to be like thanks for looking after us. A lot of people say so it's not coincidence. a coincidence. Yeah.
1: A lot of people are saying it's not a coincidence that the sweetheart deal that Epstein got happened under the Obama Clinton regime and that it's come the second round has come out under Trump. Cuz right. perhaps it's some kind of power play dynamic involved. Cuz well, well,
2: cuz he's very good friends with um, Trump, clearly, from all these fucking pictures they've got together, and he goes way back with Clinton, no doubt.
3: Does Obama Does Obama get mentioned a lot?
2: Yeah, I love how, because Loz loves Obama, It's like, oh no, not Obama! <laughs> no, no, bit- Anyone but Obama! <laughs> well actually, the thing is, so I, I really enjoyed
3: Obama's book and obviously, at the time... I think we all
2: want to like him though, don't we? Everyone
3: wants to like him but, the, like for instance, today with Clinton, now I'm like, you know, in the past I've heard lovely things about what Bill Clinton's presidency has done for certain people, mm. and obviously that doesn't stop that, but I hate him now. So... Let's try. Can I hate Obama now as well? Or? Uh, do we have to? Obama's not been sloppy if he's got any
1: dirty laundry. It's he is not, squeaky clean, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's been cleaned squeaky up. Squeaky clean. So, what you're
3: saying is, there's a, you don't get to that status, though, unless you've done something or unless you've been involved in some way.
1: From my research in the book America Made and, and We Are Being Lied to about the war on drugs, yeah. I believe that Clinton was able to become the president. Of America because he played ball with the CIA and George HW Bush by providing all this security to the cocaine importation operation Mm -hmm. Larry Nichols who worked for the Clinton said there was a hundred million dollars worth a month of cocaine money getting laundered in this operation a lot of that went to help Clinton become the president whether it was
2: um, you know paying for people to go out and campaign for him a lot of it went into his election campaigning. Yeah, they were scratching each other's back. So then the baton was passed on for the presidency, even though they were on opposite sides of like left and right, and then he passes it back to George Bush Jr. Well,
3: that's like what Ike said to us last week yeah. post-podcast, where yeah. he said it doesn't really matter what side you're on. Either way, they're at the top. So, really. so just so, to go yeah. in
2: on Prince uh, Andrew, I- I- am I right? Thinking, is he the brother of Prince Charles? Is that right? Yeah. Right. Prince How Charles will get it next. Was well, he the brother? Wait, so uh, the brother the Prince Prince
3: is, no, no. Uh, So, wait. Prince Andy? Charles
2: seems to have a fetish for just really ugly women. But anyway. And um, then Diana.
3: Can you imagine him going, God, I've got to shag Diana? And he's like, I fancy the other ugly uh, ones. Yeah, like-
2: it's not really my type. Beautiful women.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm not, sort of like- she's, she's she's gorgeous, Prince Charles. I know. I don't want to have her. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the thing is, I will. So, so f- what
2: I'm thinking, the, the royal family, this is the worst scandal. Probably since the death of Diana to hit the royal family. Yeah, they cannot be seen to just go. Yeah, we had nothing to do with that. Sh- the amount of people that were co- they, I just googled it on news and like nine hours ago, there was a woman coming out saying, "Yeah, he abused me," and in, in the bath. What you said in the bathroom is there. What the fuck happens now? Like they have to answer to this.
1: So when the first round of allegations came out from the victims, mm. and Andrew is vehemently denying this and categorically untrue and all yeah. this stuff. Well. Videos started to get leaked out, didn't they? Yeah. Of Andrew peeping out of Epstein's New York property mm. and waving to like these girls and Epstein's out on the street with another
2: girl. So you can see that he's deeply in the mix. Mm. Are, they arrest- are they resting on the fact that Donald Trump is going to have to just sort of let this all blow over and not take action?
1: Donald Trump could use this as a power play and be like, look, I've got all these guys by the balls right now. I could I could let this go to the next court level mm. but I could stop it and say to these people look you know you owe me one I can expand my empire in Scotland or whatever he's going to mm, do yeah. yeah this is mad isn't so it
3: so you're saying we're due for another term of uh, Donald Trump <laughs> Donald Trump re- re-election confirmed <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> well,
3: okay. I, I think that he will win because um, they've also not got a viable alternative have they to so, And
2: yeah. uh, well, the irony is that the, the main guy right now who is opposite Donald Trump is um, Bernie Sanders uh, Bernie Sanders but or also um, the guy who was uh, the vice president of Obama is oh he, uh, is sorry he? yeah um, is he?
3: slicked back grey
2: hair uh, Joe Biden yeah Joe Biden well, look and the- ironically look at all the footage of Joe Biden touching up all those fucking kids as well like this thing where i came on and said you know there's a a satanic sort of pedo element to the elite and the power mad people who are trying to run for office like there's bound to be some good guys out there there's bound to be some people up there who just want to make a difference but i mean fuck me when you watch joe biden you watch the way george um senior was around you've seen the videos of him touching people inappropriately as well george George bush senior is Oh, grabbing asses! No, yeah. he's a bit, but yeah, it's not just that as well. It's a that, creepy element. That of it. was
3: his illness, though, wasn't it, Brian?
0: <laughs> um, what, you've
2: heard, yeah, he's a you've bit, heard the illness mm. excuse. I his don't think you can get to
3: the presidential
1: level unless you're going to play ball with these guys. Yeah, or they've got the goods on you for something deviant that you've yeah. done, like with Clinton,
2: all the stuff he did with the what women. But when Ike when, when first started coming out with this stuff, going basically you are videoed or photographed doing inappropriate things with a minor or whatever and then they've got you forever and then they can basically control the decisions you make when I first heard that I was like I mean it sounds like you know a a novel you know what I mean it sounds interesting but surely not and now like I'm just like yeah probably well the victims are saying that Epstein's trying to get information
1: and the goods on these people so we can have a hold on them Mm. and I think it was Joe Rogan who pointed out that Alex Jones years ago was saying that there was a paedophile island yeah. where celebs and politicians were going, and mm. all this stuff was, going. and everyone just laughed at AJ
2: back then for saying this. Mm. But this is the island. Yeah. And Alex Jones said a lot back on the day that was bang on about like 9/11 and sort of predicted what was going to happen, who they were going to blame. Maybe uh, the frogs are gay. You, you, you've uh, <laughs> you've probably watched a lot of Alex Jones. He's being deplatformed. I'm just interested to in know what you what you think about him. So I've watched his interviews with people like Freeway Ricky Ross. Mm. He, and
1: Freeway Ricky Ross is... That's not
2: one, the Rick Ross the rap, artist. Uh, this is the real Rick Ross who Rick Ross stole his name from. Just correct. so people.
1: My book, We Are Being Lied To, mm. is about four different characters. Uh, I talked about the boys on the tracks. Mm. So their mum, Linda Ives, mum of one of the boys, that's how I start that book out. Mm. Next chapter, it goes over to the life story of Freeway Ricky Ross. Mm. So Freeway Ricky Ross... Born in Texas, his mom, um, dirt poor, dad left him. Just him and his brother living with his mom. They move over to California and he's in school. Some of his mates start saying, yeah, you know, we're making all this money selling this stuff, cocaine, to these white, um, you know, jock-like college kids. And that arouses his interest because he's seen movies like Superfly that have glamorized the drug's lifestyle. So he starts this cocaine business and ends up becoming the biggest... Cocaine crack overlord on the west coast of America. But what he didn't know was, I talked about the pilot Barry Seal earlier, the cocaine coming in that was the CIA, sponsored by the CIA. His supplier, Danilo Blandone, was part of that operation. He was bringing it in for the CIA, money going down to fight this war with the Contras in Nicaragua. So years later, when Rick Ross is in prison... A journalist called Gary Webb now this is the third person my book is about is Gary Webb mm. the fourth person is Kiki Camarina, which Narcos was about the Mexican Narcos season so Gary Webb the journalist Rick Ross has got this life sentence and he's in prison and Gary Webb the journalist he's uncovered now that the cocaine was coming from this CIA operation that Rick Ross still didn't know about mm. wow. he shows up at prison and tells Rick Ross hey here's what went down Rick Ross is pretty much Ill- illiterate. He's teaching himself how to read so he can file motions and get legal play in the system so he can eventually get out. Mm-hmm. And he'd been sentenced under the three strike laws, but some of those strikes had come under the same case, so he managed to get his strikes down and, and to get released.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then he starts doing interviews with people who actually visit him in prison, like Montel Williams. Mm-hmm. Montel Williams did a show on this. Massively famous TV presenter back then in America. Yeah, And um, huge, Alex Jones it, it? went to visit Rick Ross in prison as well. Mm-hmm. So that's how Alex Jones established his relationship with Rick Ross. And he's just done another interview with Rick Ross in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Talking about, you know, how Rick Ross's life has turned out and what Rick Ross is doing. Now he's going to schools and do talks to people as well. So, wait, so wait, all wait, this ties in. But the, but
2: the fact that the CIA were, you know... We're, we're led to believe that the government are here to protect and serve us, but they were the ones who were bringing in the cocaine into the fucking country, and the Clintons were behind it. To be fair, they protected the cocaine, they served it right up. They've done the good job. <laughs> good job. They've chopped it. Yeah. Okay, a lot of these elite
1: families, their money is based on drugs, or a lot of it has come from the drug trades, and that includes the royal family. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Who do you think. The, Taxes, mate. Who do you think. The biggest drug dealer ever in the history of the world was, and this person makes Pablo Escobar look like small change. Henry
3: the Fucking Eighth. <laughs> um, Booyah! He had a lot of young mistresses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um,
2: well, it's not El Chapo, is it? Makes El Chapo look like small change. Come on, then. It's it's someone royal, right? Yeah, yeah. It's. The queen. I want to hear. Is it the Queen? I'm on
3: the edge of my seat. Which
1: one? Queen Victoria. Really? Oh, yeah. She Empire. was. running shit. Yeah. She true, had the yeah. full might of yeah. the British wow. army. Yeah. Force the Chinese, go to war with the Chinese two times mm-hmm. to force that population to remain addicted to opium. FDR, Roosevelt, their family were in the mix as well in wow. the opium trade. Clinton, their family, CIA bringing the cocaine, the money laundering, profit in from cocaine. It all goes back. Epstein laundering the cocaine proceeds. This is what I'm saying. I didn't expect to reach these conclusions. I just wanted to write a book on the war on drugs and I found that the history of the world, the elite families, a lot of their wealth has come from the drug trade and some of these are the same families that got up and became presidents and fought this war on drugs and locked up especially black people for taking the same drugs
3: they were bringing into the country. Have you heard much about the Rockefellers? Because they're obviously an interesting yeah
1: Yeah,
2: I've watched videos Ike videos on the Rockefellers and read books about them Queen Victoria just to be clear Queen Victoria the 1800s yeah wow yeah I mean, biggest
1: drug empire in the world—the British Empire, the opium mm. trade—I suppose so. Yeah, made Pablo look like nothing. Pablo couldn't wasn't say, much "I'm going to go locker. to war with you and send my ships over yeah. if you don't take my product." He you know. was aiming to get to that point. <laughs> though, wasn't
0: he wasn't, to be fair to him. Uh, he, was,
3: he was at the submarine level.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
3: but not the battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so really, it's what, what you're. I think, uh, and everyone sort of learns this from a young age, anyway. Is that it's either, uh, and a lot of people say like the government's a racket, racketeering thing anyway. A lot of people kick up against that. But it's only really now that people are really putting the things together to almost prove that sort of thing. Presidents George
1: H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton, they got up in front of the American public on TV and just stone-faced lied about how much they cared about this war on drugs and how they were going to increase sentences and lock more people up for the very product they were bringing in the country. That's mental, isn't it? And, and to what? this
3: day you've got black cart guys Till this day doing free,
1: On the free strikes
3: laws Doing life sentences still yeah. For the product they brought in Well I mean this leads us back to what Sean was uh, I think on the first podcast when we met you You said invest in weed Because it's going to be yeah, legalised You think of all yeah. the people down the years Who have been locked up because of Just because of weed and stuff like that And now they can the buy free, into
1: it yeah. and legalise it On the free strikes laws You've still got guys doing life sentences for weed I'm possession ma- that, Imagine
2: yeah. that Weed possession getting you locked up Yeah and people useless. say, that's not right, Sean. Google that and
3: you will see. Free strikes, laws, weed possession, life sentences. You'll see it. Wow. Yeah. It makes people... I mean, we had the same thing when David Icke came on. It makes people quite nihilistic, doesn't it? Because it makes you feel, well, what What can you really do about all of this? About What's, the whole world. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I start giving up, really. I start thinking, ah, fuck it. That's not our advice. Just, just worry about my own little life and get on with it. That's you know it. You mean? go
1: through different phases. In the beginning, when I first was researching this, I was disillusioned. It's like a lost faith in humanity. Mm. Wanted to expose it, and it like eats you up. The energy, but you can expose it and just get on with your life and appreciate the good things mm. that the world has got I've, to I've offer. I've got, got a question you for do. you yeah. in okay. all of this
2: research that you're doing, yeah. and all of this that you're putting out there. We had David like on last week. We yeah. asked him a question about like you know you're uncovering all of these people potentially like royal satanic fucking pedo rings, and you're 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 touching levels of society where, you, as you just said one button pressed and then you just disappear um you have you have a thinking about this as you're writing it or as you're speaking on your channel like maybe i shouldn't fucking say this i might end up fucking just disappearing into the back of a van one day because that is a genuine like i'm not even just saying that like i kind of worry about you and that because you're you're ringing people up now and you're pissing people off potentially
1: I don't have the amount of followers like you guys have got.
2: You've got three hundred thousand subscribers, pal.
1: Russell Brand, um, David Dyke.
3: Is David is Russell Brand into this sort of thing?
1: Russell Brand was into it, and I don't know if he got threatened or what, but he toned it down a bit. Yeah, I did notice that he was doing his true news, wasn't he? Mm, yeah, and then it stopped, and it was like he took a sabbatical and came back, and he went in a different. Yeah, like, he's direction. got a very different now. It's all I love about what like Russell does. Yeah, yeah he's Russell's fantastic,
2: but I know you. He was pressing buttons and. All of a sudden, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to help people live their lives a bit better now, which is fine. Did like but it was that. a massive ch- change of direction. Yeah. Now look it, at, look so at, it, what we're saying is, if all of a sudden, you go on a break and then you come back and just give self-help tips, you've been silenced. Mm, yeah. yeah. To be fair, I would...
1: Look at the clip. size of the following Ike's got. He does world tours. Yeah. And Ike's safe, isn't he? I was in his house doing the interview with him. Mm.
0: It's almost safe to
2: him. To be fair, though, the windows are bulletproof.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's there going,
1: don't worry about the windows. Don't, <laughs> don't worry fine. It. He's one he, of the yeah. few safe it's places like the in the world. It's like the back Yeah, place, exactly. isn't did you film him here, Odder? Yeah, we, we filmed, filmed him with him here. here.
2: Yeah. Uh, what was it like meeting David? Oh,
1: man. For you. After. I was in max Security, Madison Street Jail, mm-hmm. Arizona, 2003. Just been sent upstairs and. I'm just in this cell. A neighbor, don't even know the guy, shoves a book under my, my door. It's the Alice in Wonderland 9-11 one. Mm. I'm reading that and everything's just clicking, you know, from my own experience as an options trader. Everything's clicking. And then I started to listen to Ike on the radio while I was in prison on this show called Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Mm-hmm. And got him more sense. of his books sent into me. And just from, like, being in awe of his work, mm. And then actually seen him after watching his videos. When I got out and seen him, oh, were you a bit starstruck when you met him? You know, when you see someone on TV and mm. then you actually meet him in person, and you get a, a, there's like a, 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 something it does something funny to your brain. Mm. Yeah, there was that guy. Oh, I can't remember his name now. Um, he was the villain in the Rambo movies that was trying to kill Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> okay, and right. when I saw him, I was like, you know, because this guy tried to kill Rambo. I was like, I was scared. I got that reaction. Mm. So when I saw Ike. It was, I did get, get, that, get the reaction a little bit. And when I was talking to him, you know, I could I could feel him like he was warming up, but by the second hour of the interview, he was on fire. Yeah. He was completely lit up, and I just felt
3: this really good chemistry with him. Mm. Like we could have just talked for hours. He was really, he was very like, clearly found a kindred spirit in you, and I thought it was a really sweet interview because mm. it's clear that you two have got a mutual. self-respect Well, you're both researchers. Yeah, you
2: both, and it takes a special kind of person to spend the length of time that you would just absorbing that kind of information. Just absorbed all of his work, mm. the price yeah. of the interview,
1: mm. and at the end when we hugged for a long time, and I felt the wolf. Mm. He's got a nice hug actually.
2: Oh he's a good guy. Yeah. But, but yeah. here's my question because I, I know you probably agree with him on 9-11, etc. etc. But a lot and when we first say oh, you've had David Icke on, I'm sure you got the same thing of lizard people guy, like yeah. that thing. Because that's the headline that everyone goes with. Um, what is your opinion on that theory? Okay, we are all
1: complex sets of beliefs and
2: theories mm. and understandings.
1: And if you look at the genius of the, of the world and what they've said and how people say look up to these people and think, yeah, this guy said this thing and it's brilliant and it stood the test of time. And if you look at all of the other things they've ever believed, mm-hmm. you're going to find things there that are diametrically opposed to what you believe. Mm. So do you then dismiss what somebody says because you don't believe with a, another a fraction of what they've said? Mm-hmm. You can't do that, otherwise you dismiss everything, all knowledge that had ever come down throughout the ages. Exactly. So I believe in, look, I'm completely open-minded when I go into an interview with someone. I believe in steering that in the direction of the things that I'm interested in, that I believe in myself or that I'm researching.
2: For that reason, I never asked him about it. I just left it because I thought there's so much um, real hard facts that he's got to deliver, and it's not the... I d- and I also it wanted It becomes the headline Doesn't it Which you don't really want Yeah to I also wanted Our was. audience To just actually digest Some of the stuff That I think is provable That he can give us Even if not all of it Is provable Does and- it make you
3: wonder about um, Sort of Because he was talking About belief systems In general Does it make you wonder About belief systems And kind of uh, the organised
1: like, religion Are you, are are of you a religious guy? Well not? I'm fascinated by belief systems yeah. yeah So I read over a thousand books in just under six years I, re- I read all of the religious texts uh-huh. The Quran. Which was your favourite? Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no no je- uh, That's actually yeah. an honest question Which one if, if you would gravitate towards one of them Was there anyone that you thought Oh that would have been for Testament. me if, if That would have been for me Okay really good. This might be a cop out But I'm an
1: observer Mm. I don't subscribe.
3: But you must enjoy, you must get pleasure from some of your (laughs) reads. What
1: what surprised me was, what gave me pleasure was noticing that all of the same characters and all of the same stories were in all of these books. The themes are are the same. You've got the Immaculate Conception has been going for thousands of years. The The flood has been going for thousands of years. They're all just passed down to whatever religions the leaders of that age want to
3: indoctrinate society do, into so do you ever because uh, I watched a, I was telling Brian about the documentary Zeitgeist that was on for yeah, quite a while them. and that for me was like the first time I ever uh, got into conspiracy theories sort of thing yeah. but in that they talk about around the world all the, the immaculate conception story is told in every society yeah. everywhere so Jesus isn't really very original in that sense he world. even
2: looks very similar to I'm pretty sure I was watching a program where there was a society that came before Christianity, who had the exact yeah. same looking um, deity. Deities, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
3: guess. Yeah. So, anyway, back to what you have got, because we're useless. What do you? What, what did it make you think reading all this stuff? It blew my mind as
1: someone who'd been raised in a Catholic school and mm-hmm. been told that this was fact, mm-hmm. that all of these characters were in all of the same religious texts, and were worshipped by the religions predating Christianity. Mm. So, I thought to myself, okay, a lot of the religions say you've got to believe this, otherwise you're you're not doing the right thing to get to heaven or something like that, to that effect. Yeah. Mm. So, if let's say there's like ten major religions and they're all saying we're right, even if one of them's right, 90% is wrong. Mm. So I'm just an observer, and I'm not trying to disrespect religion here, because there's good and bad in every belief system. That's what was my end conclusion. Look at all of the good work of Mother Teresa. You know, I know people who are priests who do brilliant work, even though I've watched the sins of my father and all these other docs about the the Catholic um, paedophiles. So. I try and focus on the good in people.
3: I try and focus on the good in religions. I try and focus on the good in belief systems. It does make you, hum- it does make you wonder how much of it's sort of been you begin to be used for these kind of ends of people like Epstein and people at the top. And because uh, religion's changed a lot. It's probably faster than ever over the last 150, 200 years as people have mixed more. Or there's not... as people. This is probably the age where people have mixed most and... Uh, Absolutely cold the other people around them the least. So, in in the past, if you know we'd gone to another country, we'd have just killed them all. We wouldn't have gone, let's help them rebuild. We'd have just gone, they're all dead. That's ours now. Well, I
2: mean, there is there is a, still a lot of that going on, but yeah, but it's, you get what it's I'm less saying. than it's 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 we're more accepting of other cultures than we've ever been. I mean, fuck me. Just coming to London was an experience for me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That is, I was like, wow, this is like another country compared to Newcastle. But
3: what <laughs> is happening now is they are it does feel weird, like there is um. They are trying to ch- change what religion is doing now rather than make it a vehicle for good. It's starting to become a bit more of a political device. It's starting to become...
1: It's always been social control. Yeah. So when I say religion is good things, like I saw people come to prison, they got big sentences, they're suicidal, and they
2: click up with the Christian crew. They find God, is that, yeah. is that what they say? And that yeah?
1: prevents them from killing themselves uh-huh. and gives them a purpose in prison.
2: And then gives them a group to belong to and feel part yeah. of something.
1: But then on the dark side, I had met a guy in prison. He was from a wealthy family. He was the black sheep. And he was the black sheep because he'd been molested by a Catholic priest. Hmm. And he showed me all the legal paperwork on this case. And in the Tucson area where this happened, the Catholic church basically had a house on every street because old pe- older people were still leaving their properties to the church in the belief that they would get a place in heaven or the church was encouraging these people to go to Catholic Church. <laughs> I'm curf- sorry, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. I love the fact that they go, well, I'll just leave it to the Catholic Church because then they'll reimburse us when I can yeah. on the other side. I'll give the them opposite. this day and then i pick up on the other
3: side. That's the fantastic. opposite
1: of what Jesus said. So, And the Catholic Church was
2: <laughs> <I> love- <laughs> encouraging
1: them to go to Catholic care homes to mm. spend the rest of their years, yeah. but in the meantime, signing over the
3: house to the Catholic
1: Church.
2: Yeah, that was the 11th commandment, wasn't it? So sign your house over and you'll get one in heaven.
3: Yeah. That that
2: doesn't. Annoy I'm sorry, me quite it's a very lot. hard to not laugh. Have you at watched this?
3: *Sins
1: of My Father*? It's yeah. about the paedophile priest. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So they tell Horrible. the victims that we are going to discipline this guy. Mm. You know, it, this will never happen again. And all they do is move him 20, 30 miles away. Yeah. Mm. And he's, the families are letting him into his home. He's a Catholic priest. He's not going to harm our kids. And he's molesting little baby age kids oh, and stuff God. like that. Oh, God. Okay, Hundred, um,
2: hundreds of victims. Yeah. Fucking hell.
3: Hey, Brian, can you describe your style in one word? Probably powerful. I like powerful. Powerful's a good word for you. But a lot of people out there don't have a word. Oh. It could be casual, sophisticated, maybe playful. That's where stick. But that's where StitchFix.com. We can, can we just leave, le- that leave that in. That's where StitchFix.com forward slash True comes in uh, because we can help you out oh. along with StitchFix. These guys are basically personal stylists online. Right. They look at what you've got. They look at what you want to be, and they go, "Guys, we can help you out." Well, basically, you can go on the website, and they go, "Hmm, this guy might like this," but there's no minimum commitment. Is it like Pinterest but for clothes? Kind of, except they're actually sending you stuff in a box. Oh my god! Yeah, Does Pinterest don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's, annoying. Gu- it's actually good that they. Don't don't do that Because Stitch Fix Have stepped in uh, There's no commitment You don't have to be like Yeah I'm going to sign oh, up that's Forever I fucking hate commitment And if you sign up With us At stitchfix.com Forward slash true You're supporting the podcast You're not only Supporting the podcast well, that's But that's the main thing You can also get 25% off Your first box Basically So anything that comes In that first box You can get 25% Off that's that That's a quarter Yeah That's a fraction a $20 styling fee. So these guys look at you, they go, Sure, this guy could suit this, he could suit this, he could suit this. So get started today at stitchfix.com forward slash true and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. What's
2: that as a percentage
3: though? Uh, 25%, bro. Brilliant. That's actually 25%. Yeah.
2: Takashi69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I think at, at that point I'm like, okay. Um, you've been researching this case as well, which is a totally different case, but it's also really in the media right now. Um, and you're sort of the king of that at the moment. So um, he was part of the nine trade bloods. He was he was throwing up the gang signs. He was saying, uh, you know, scum gang and all his music and pr- promoting them. Um, but in reality, he seems to have been, to my knowledge, a stupid little boy who got caught up in some big time dealers.
1: Yeah. So I did a Takashi 6 9 playlist last mm. year because people were interested. He had a recall case. People did not understand what that meant. I think we did a clip as yeah. well.
2: Recall it, predicate is that what it's called.
1: It's a, it's a conspiracy case where you've got a bunch of co-defendants, like mm. I mentioned A, B, C, D, E earlier on. Mm-hmm. So I had my conspiracy case, all of the different co-defendants. So he was in there, got arrested, and now they're telling him... You've got weapons offences, you've got drug offences. This is a big criminal organisation, nine trade bloods. You're looking at 47 years. Wow! And now looking back, we see from the paperwork and from his testimony
2: that he did roll over quite quickly and agree, <laughs> agreed to cooperate. 24 hours is quick, isn't it? <laughs> to be fair, he was fucking kidnapped by the guys he was up against. So I kind of understand, but I think they all get what they deserve here at this it's point. It's as if he went...
3: Fucking, these guys are criminals.
2: No, 47 oh years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's a blood in blood out pact with these gangs. If
1: you're going to roll on them and you're going to get up on the stand and send Shotty and all these other guys uh-huh. down on big sentences, yeah. for the rest of your life, you've got KOS, you've
2: got kill on Sight. Shotty was he the did? guy who, uh, if people don't remember, when he did the Breakfast Club interview, this guy was brought in to, at one point, speak on his behalf and sort of verify him as a gang member. Um, and it seems as if a lot they were managing him and taking a lot of his money that should have been his Um, and so not only did they kidnap him they robbed him in broad daylight and basically made a complete mug out of him while he promoted them so but he is taking a huge risk here in, in turning... I mean, they turned on him first, but he, he's now... I don't know, has he, has he got an alternative to what he's doing, really? It feels like there's a gun to his head regardless. All right, if you sign up for that lifestyle
1: and you're putting hits out on people, which Takashi was... He was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is class one felony level. So, it's like Dave Courtney said. He's another one I interviewed on the podcast. He said, I carry around with me whatever weapon... I know I can do the time for. And my preferred choice is knuckle dusters. Mm. I'm not just going to pull out a gun and shoot someone and end up in prison for the rest of my life. I know if I knock someone out of my knuckle dusters, I'm going to do the time for it. If Takashi69 is putting hits out on people, the murder level, yeah. and then he's just going to roll over in prison, that would be called a bitch move. He's sending everybody else down. So what know. would happen? You just k- KOS. KOS, yeah. He's going to have KOS
2: for the rest of his life. He's KOS now, then, he's, he, he's and his family so, members. Yeah, wow. He's been sad. so stupid because uh, he wanted to promote himself and live that lifestyle and, and be the the guy who's like, I, I really do this. Like he literally says that in his quotes and his lyrics. And then, as soon as it's getting serious, he's just bitched out. But. Do you think he'll survive it if, if they let him out? Of then, oh, is this witness protection at this point? Because it's even witness protection. It's not like you can hire him in a you know hire him in a supermarket, have him stacking shelves. Like the tattoos really give it away. The tattoos. Can you uh, get rid of the hair? No, but gent. I mean, he is so recognizable now. He's a superstar. You have you watched the movie Black Mass?
1: No. Mm. You know about that gangster that movie was about the Irish. Um, God, what's his name now?
2: Well, I first thought of Goodfellas because obviously Henry Hill Hi- Black Mass. He- Henry yeah. Hill fucking Henry Hill went down to Goodfellas, testified and then eventually sold his story later on down the line. But it's not yeah. like you can't do that. You're Takashi Six Nine. Like the whole world knows what you look so like. So in Black Mass, he was in the prison system, supposed to be protected.
3: Um, uh, Irish Muslim James Bulger. Bulger, yeah. Whitey
1: Bulger, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, it was Whitey-
3: played by um, uh, Johnny Depp in the film.
1: Yeah. So Whitey Bulger ends up getting moved around the prison system to a, a place where the mafia finally caught with him and took him out. So I don't know how strong and how tight the nine Trey bloods are across the country mm-hmm. and how, you know, far their tentacles reach. But if he gets
2: put in witness protection, for example, they, they weren't oh, like he's bloods. He's got
1: all these tattoos on his face. How's he going to hide?
2: Yeah, they, they weren't bloods in the sense of like West Coast bloods though. They, they, it was like the New York, it was a specific sort of, it seems quite a small group. But it's a prison gang, which yeah. is heavy.
1: yeah the people running the prison gangs are the people perhaps doing life for murders and mm-hmm.
3: stuff like that they don't it, play around they've got nothing left to lose yeah, really. yeah but he's got nothing left to lose and he took
2: the alternative Well, he was fucked like, well yeah. it was either life in prison or snitch and have some sort of life all right they say it's life in prison in the beginning but then if you all
1: hang tight and have a united defense like we discussed in the other mm. clip that we did mm. the prosecutor in the beginning is saying you guys all Facing life because they know domino effect. If one falls, they all fall. Like was what happened in Sammy De Bull's case a c- couple of years before mine. Mm. All fifty-seven agreed to cooperate. In my case, everybody hung tight. Only four agreed to cooperate out of hundred, and it wasn't enough. Mm. So, you know, I accepted that and signed for nine and a half years on my plea bargain and did my time. I got on with it.
2: They've got they've got a lot of evidence on uh, six and nine. That's the one thing they do have in. Uh, and you're saying if they hang tight. If they had hung tight, I think Takashi 69 could have got it down to anywhere from five to 20 years, yeah. and he wouldn't have had to do that whole amount. Right. But the the one thing is, the, to be fair to the guy, the one of the main reasons is they fucking robbed him blind and they kidnapped him and beat the fuck out of him, pretty much, it seems like. So he seemed scared. All right, uh, so I had people uh, in my organisation who testified against me, and people said,
1: look, you know, aren't you mad at these people, etc., for doing these things to you? And I said, No. I take responsibility for choosing my association with those people. Mm-hmm. That was my decision. So whatever contact consequences arise after I make that decision, mm-hmm. that's on me. Yeah. He chose to be in the mix of people he knew were running a drug gang
2: and conspiracy to murder operation. Yeah. So, he's got, he's got to accept responsibility for his choices. He's acting like a child. He's act, I mean, he's 23, but he's acting like a, a child who just has not thought through any of this at all, and now it's getting real, and he's like, fuck this. Um, he's fucked he, for the rest of his life. It's a se- no-win situation. Uh, do you think he can ever get out and, and, and remake music and go back to that? because right, so- he's Because he's, he's pointing the finger a little bit at Cardi B, and he's pointing the finger a lot at... Do you remember Jim Jones? Yeah. He's really just said, like, he was the fucking retired rapper. He literally just released yeah. an album.
1: And, and, all right, so there was two co-defendants that didn't <coughs> sign plea bargains that went to trial that caused Tuskashi to have to get up in court and give testimony under oath. He's already cooperated against all the others. They've signed their plea bargains, on just on what he said on, mm. on, on the record with, with, the, with the cops. So by doing that now, you know, he... Um, it's, it's KOS snitch category for the rest of his life there's no coming back from that mm. Mm.
2: but Henry Hill for example and we're talking real mafia we're yeah. talking like the mafia he snitched on uh, everyone that, that for those who don't know the guy who Goodfellas is about lived the rest of his life out they never came from yeah so they only just got Whitey Bulger and Henry Hill was a, was a low level associate yeah but he, he sent a lot of them down, though. That was one of the things, like, you know what I mean? So- yeah, but,
1: it, it, you know, it, it, look how long it took for them to catch up with Bulger. Yeah. Sammy De Bull, they've not caught with him yet. He's uh. back out now. He got released. And you had contact with him, didn't you? He was you? my competitor in the XC market. Uh-huh. His uh, people took my top sales guy, they enticed him to a nightclub yeah. in Scottsdale under the pretext of doing a drug deal and knocked his teeth out. Mm. Sammy De Bull's son... Told me in prison he'd been dispatched one night to kidnap me from a nightclub and take me out to the desert. Mm-hmm. So Sammy
2: the Ball, he sent down John Gotti, the Teflon Don, and hundreds of other people it's he funny, testified against. Because I ask you questions like, "Are you not worried that you're going to be uh, have a hit put out on you?" And I totally forget that you've lived a life that yeah. is full of risk. Yeah, like I almost, I almost divide Sean from that life to Sean now as yeah. the a YouTuber. Yeah. And I forget that, like, you literally did 90 or something. Yeah, it is kind of funny because
3: a lot of YouTubers are just sort of like, you know, they, they put out their little uh, social hits on people. They try and cancel people. I think we put Sean in that category, weirdly. And, now, and then, actually, though, Sean's lived a lot of life before yeah, that, which and, and has been Yeah, and similar fun.
2: to myself, you've had a, a real life, and, and you've actually had way even one of the few people I've met who've had more of a life than that, he was? <laughs> um, well done, Sean. And, and, uh, and for the record, I, I hate those cunts who try and uh, cancel people and stuff. But, but I'm um, on good
1: terms with everybody.
2: I'm yeah. on good terms with the G-Dog <laughs> and the New Mexican Mafia people. Yeah. Have any of them reached out to you from the past? Yeah, G-Dog has reached out. Uh,
1: G-Dog was the guy who took me over to meet his brothers, and they had my back because we protected G-Dog. Uh, I believe I told you that story where yeah, um, yeah. he pulled out the cop on the gun. Did I mm, tell you, on you the that cop. one? Yeah. The, the cop walks in the house, like a smell weed, nobody yeah. move, and G-Dog's like, the only one who's not moving is leaving is you, motherfucker, and we all run off into the night. <laughs> yeah. it. And I just met the, met the guy. Yeah, He jumps into an apartment nearby that we, we've got, mm-hmm. And because we protected him, he says, me and my brothers have got your back. Mm -hmm. Go over to the brother's house. They've got the rocket-propelled grenade launcher on the TV. And a a, a guy who's on a killing spree swings a spoonful of Coke in my face, says, snot this, you know, because they want to see if I'm an undercover cop or or whatever. Well, a couple of years later, they're all headline news at that house, all busted, all their photos, heads of the New Mexican Mafia. Mm. And it was G-Dog who had my back then. He was one of my bodyguards when I was doing the rave stuff. And G Dog is still in touch. There's no, there's no beef there. There's no frets. Mm-hmm. Sammy the Bull's people—they've gone to Hollywood with mob wives. There's no threats there. So I don't burn my bridges. Mm. I've not testified against anyone. And these people, you know, um, don't don't view me as, as a. However,
2: since then, the way you tell your story could be perceived by some bad people as snitching because, like, there's song lyrics where rappers have said shit, which has be like. 50 Cent had a song where um, he you know, he said things that had happened and people said, "Yo, he snitched because he said things. You're doing a form of art right now where you're telling your story and, and implicating people and saying what happened. That could be taken badly. If you go into the prison system right away,
1: paedophiles are KOS, kill on sight. Mm-hmm. So... If you snitch against any criminal, are you a snitch? If you snitch against a paedophile organisation, if you're putting info out there about a paedophile organisation, no, I'm talking
2: about the, ba- the people. I, I think I would get a pass for this stuff. No, you get a yeah, pass yeah. for this. I'm talking about some of the other stories that you've told. Are you ever worried about, you know, where you. Like the story you've just told about pulling a gun on a cop and stuff like that? Are you ever All right, worried? so I've changed his name to G Dog. Okay. Because he's not
1: going to get in trouble for His any name's of this. Gregory Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All of the stories I've told. Names have been carefully changed. I, I, I'm, just I'm just checking. Wildman throws the, the real names out. Yeah,
2: that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. when Wildman yeah. was on, we, yeah, that was an interesting edit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But a good one. <laughs> How long have we been going now, Rovin? An you hour know? and forty-five. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, yeah. Um, okay. I, oh, I've got a question
1: I, for you guys. Then yeah, go shoot. To
2: it. Not literally. The when you interview, when you here. interview
1: a person, yeah, do you get huge backlashes? When you interview certain people, like people start threatening you guys just because you've interviewed that person. Some, so threat- I remember threatening, when threatening. When yeah. what, do you off- thre- clarify, yeah. what do you mean by threat? Just to clarify, what do you mean by threat? Like someone's come on who's controversial, for example. Yeah, and has got a belief system different to you guys, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people are saying you fucking giving this guy a platform. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah,
2: we had that with Bilzerian. Uh, do you
1: know what else we had?
3: Do you remember early on when we got um, some of the drug? uses on. We, yeah, so we had a before. friend
2: of yours um, who was a heroin addict. Um, I, oh, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Um, he was the West Ham lad who... Um, guy,
3: went into schools, the leg.
2: He does a lot of school talks as well. I'm sure you've Paul met. Paul Henniford. That's oh, yeah, the Paul one. Yeah. What a lovely guy he was. But I, 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 think, um, I think we had a few people saying, oh, you're glamorizing drug use or we, whatever. We, uh,
3: we got told that we were a, um, a portal...
2: Uh, a portal to drugs or uh, A gateway to drugs A gateway to drugs th- th- Yeah we, kind of I mean of yeah, getting maggots In your legs well, yeah. you're well, really a, want your like, Everyone gets that shit I guess.
3: After a while I think People realise So we And I We always use this As an example Like When we had uh, What's that What's the fucking guy Who came on The uh, comedic, comedian Who was on Snapchat Idiot Dickhead uh, Essex guy Dapper laughs, <laughs> I like that I, I, quite, right. I quite liked him. He was a bit of a dickhead at the time. He's done some dickhead things since. Um, I'm sure I think. He's guy. I think ultimately he's all right inside. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what, what I mean? Yeah, we, were, well, we went for dinner with him afterwards. He was all right. right. Um, anyway,
2: I think he might be fighting on that uh, MMA thing. You know? Oh, oh,
0: fucking hell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I tried to absolutely nail him, and I nailed him. But some people got quite angry about it, and were like, "Why are you trying to tell them this?" And afterwards, I realised if you give people enough. If you basically let people on say what they want to say, people make their own conclusions, and that happened recently with Dan Bilzerian, didn't it? Where...
2: Yeah, I, I I got a bit of grief because of the way he was speaking about women, and I think some of our female subscribers weren't happy with that, and I felt a bit like oh, like because I make jokes about everything, and and sometimes I make like male chauvinist jokes, but I, I'm from a place in an e- I'm from an era. Uh, I you know, working offshore where you say certain things where you don't actually mean it literally. And I think sometimes being sarcastic and making a joke about women and making a joke about the people who make a joke about women, that's the real joke I'm making um sometimes gets lost with some people and they're like well you said this and it's like yeah I was actually doing parody of the people who would say that I felt that like watching him he did mm. come off a bit cold yeah they and they yeah. blame you the interviewer yeah don't they? I, I don't know I mean I'm sure you're aware of it now you're doing a lot of interviews yourself mate is that the one thing that the one thing I mean I don't I I don't mean this as a knock towards my audience and and like when people come up to me in the street there is uh, a lovely feeling. Like I've had people come to say, "Oh, you've helped me through bad times, and you've done this, that, and the other." And it's like at that very moment, I absorb that energy and go, "Fuck me, God! I feel like I've made a difference to this kid. It, it feels fucking fantastic." But on a day-to-day basis, if I worried about what anyone thinks of me, I mean, fucking hell! How would I even make an interview? I, w- I wouldn't get through a fucking ten-minute. I, I genuinely I treat the hate and the love pretty much the same. Like I just go thanks for watching. That's all I'm, uh, you know, as long as people are watching, that's my job. And you can't let it get to you. You've just got to follow your own vision and say what you're thinking at the time and not worry about what any. And generally, you are a good person. So when you speak, it's usually going to be from a good place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't shoot the interviewer. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've had a bit of shit. Has, it, has anyone in particular been a, a rough ride or something like that? Or? There's been a few situations on the channel where they, where they <laughs> blame you. <laughs> For um Well, you know some dodgy characters as well, so I'm sure you've had them... I'm yeah.
1: rebuilding the biggest network of gangsters across the UK right yeah. now yeah. through this true crime podcast. They're doing yes. TED Talks, <laughs>
2: essentially, I, I, yeah. I, 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 love, I love the fact that they're all hooking up through Sean and, you, like, get bigger deals going. Yeah.
3: Sean, there's a lot of money going yeah. through this company. I don't know what it is. Sean's getting the 10%. Fantastic.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, I, yeah. I, in general, I think pla- platforming and deplatforming and all that is probably not um, a very effective... uh
2: way of looking at it you're hitting a level of fame right now where you're hitting like like, heading towards 300,000 is that right yeah thanks to you guys man no and it's thanks to all the videos that you're in the graph that you're doing because I've seen so I've seen YouTubers who I think if you just put the work in you'd be out of sight and they don't put the work and you Mm. are putting that work in uh Surely you're hitting a point where now you can't go certain places, or you, when you do go certain places, it's just like everyone fucking knows you and that sort of thing. <laughs> you, go to, you do a lot of school talks, for example. I was going to say if Sean was a prominent paedophile, he'd be fucked. <laughs> we know Sean's not a paedophile for that exact reason. No. Yeah. What, what is it like? because right, so no. when I mm. when did I first go on through Hardy? Mm. When Two was it? Two years. Two and yeah. a half years,
1: maybe. After you heard that first podcast, mm. every single school I went into, it was, I've seen you on the True Geordie. I've seen you on the True Geordie. That was schools in Newcastle. Okay. But now people, random people do come up to me on the streets and um, say, I've seen your
2: YouTube videos. Mm. Yeah. And you're very noticeable as well. You don't look like any, like any guy. Do you know what I mean? You've got look <laughs> a look. shiny then. head. No, you're very distinguishable. Yeah, so, you're recognisable. You know, like yeah. me, yeah. I'm recognisable. I've yeah. got a look. Like you know. Nosferatu.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. He was expecting one of us to make a joke yeah. there But, but actually I'm, Sean
2: you I yeah. So I'm just wondering how it Affected your day to day life You know what I mean is it, um, you know, Has it changed in any way or yeah, are you pretty I'm much just not getting recognised
1: enough unfortunately <laughs>
3: <laughs> you are, You're pretty much You're a full time Sean Howard now Aren't you
1: So all my content was in literary form All of those books I had that content I didn't understand until I went on your show that there was a demand for my stories in video form. Mm. So I already had 10 years of content. Right. So all I've done is took that content, well, in the beginning, before the True Crime podcast, and put it out on video form, and that just helped the channel
2: grow. Yeah. Because lads don't want to read books. I didn't want to read a book when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm not much of a reader. I mean, I, I really feel like a dumb twat when I say that, but I'm just, I'm too ADHD. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm always like, I need things that I can do. Like, if I'm playing the computer, I put your... In. Um, do you know what I mean for example yeah um, so with, is there a movie happening yet because in my head I look at your life story and I think what a fucking movie that would make yeah
0: there's
1: a guy flying out from America really good guy and um, I've been
2: working with him for a couple of years now
1: but I can't say anything more than that because of the Be legal careful. forms all, that we've all I want to say though yeah. is,
2: is uh, I know some lawyers uh, I can put you in touch with a good entertainment lawyer yeah um, <laughs> Uh, because I've known for example Nick Yarris who we had on who did uh, Fear of 13 with Netflix he feels like he got fucked over we also have got a friend in common um, the guy who did the Thailand fighting what was his name Billy Moore Moore. Moore. he feels like he got fucked over so let's make sure A whoever plays you they're going to have to be really something uh, and you don't (laughs) get fucked over
1: yeah because they did it on Agents I've got agents Mm. Yeah, I've got a really good agent with United good. Agents who I've been working with for
3: years. I'm re- I would look forward to seeing that. I either want to see it as a movie or um, I think I feel like it's almost like a 10-part Netflix series or something like that. Oh, that, that, you know, that, that, mean, that would, would be, be good. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
2: even, Matt, let's be honest, with the, all the shit that we've heard, you could turn that into like...
3: Everything. Yeah, yeah. this could be series. Multiple Yeah, seasons. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Multiple this multiple could be seasons, a huge yeah. thing, yeah. couldn't it? HBO. I hear HBO knocking.
2: Thanks for coming on, mate. It's oh, been man. a pleasure. Thanks, guys. And a huge
1: you. thanks to all the subscribers, mm. all the new subscribers, all the true Geordie yeah. army. Yeah. Really feel all your love and support, man. Every day I get up, eat my breakfast, and read the comments. No. <laughs> you have a balcony? See, so
2: yeah, I, I try to Not avoid yet. comments. <laughs>
3: yeah. Showing <laughs> <Sean, laughs> you've been fantastic as always. Well. And, oh, and thanks, good luck on the
2: future. And I really do hope that we see the movie or Netflix series or whatever happens of your lifestyle, That'll take everything To the next level yeah. okay. One thing I really Once like- we switch the cameras off We're going to find out All the details <laughs> Genuinely. But, uh, you yeah. lot Are not going to find out Nothing
3: <laughs> Sean's a great after dinner speaker by the way I think it's worth saying that He'd be uh, I think Sean would make A great oh. He's a great public speaker Got 12 you know, bucks on Amazon <laughs> Links in the description box Below
1: this video And I'm yeah. available To do talks across the country Exactly
2: Brilliant Alright Thanks for watching everyone Don't forget to hit that mm. like button Stay subscribed And we will see you later mm.